0: Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. It's a me and see Garcia. <laughs> Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother.
1: Excitement time. Clam down. Clam down. Clam down. Clam down. Clarem pirates are going dancing, are baby.
0: Pirations.
2: They picked us last. They picked us last. And now we're going dancing. We're going dancing. How about those friggin' pirates?
0: Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. We
1: have a wonderful Free Beer Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live coming your way on this lovely Friday. In Greenville, North Carolina. Thanks for tuning in today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250 at 930 and online, pr927fm.com. And we encourage you to join us on Facebook Live and YouTube today. Give us a like, give us a share, give us a subscribe. And we're going to have a fun, friendly Friday on today's show. We are, Chandler. I see you shaking your head. And I'll tell you why we're having that in just a moment. But first, the guest lineup for today, we'll get you ready for a big weekend of Pirate Baseball. Last regular season homestand. For the Pirates as they take on the Memphis Tigers, Patrick Mason will join us to talk about that. Who is his pick to click this weekend? His last two pick to clicks have homered and played pretty well. Jacob Jenkins Coward a couple weeks uh, weeks weekends ago and uh, Justin Wilcox in last weekend when the Pirates went to Cincinnati. He hit a granny. In game two of that series. Uh, so Patrick will join us to talk some Pirate Baseball in hour number one. Hour two, Tony Dunn, com. The NFL always seems to remain in the headlines, even in the offseason. They did it last night with the schedule release. And all the social media schedule release videos, will rehash some of that, talk about the Panther schedule, Commander schedule, primetime schedule, anything else you want to add about your favorite NFL team, you can do so in hour number two. Brian North joins us to get you ready for your sports weekend coming up at five o'clock on today's show and also in hour number three mark greenel's golf shop radio show they're golfing in texas this weekend and the pga championship beginning next thursday harold varna iii will be participating and trying to win his first major so we'll talk some golf coming up later on in today's show as well let me say hello to shirley rhodes and to chandler honeycutt who are along for the ride on this friday hello folks hey clip happy friday what's up happy friday to you happy friday to, to you happy friday to you happy, happy friday, friday dear clip. Happy, to happy friday to you
2: very nice very nice gentlemen
1: Shirley, i uh, like you in green
2: hang it. <laughs> hey come on
1: i like a, I like a good kelly green you know what i'm
2: saying i like uh green is like my second favorite color behind uh royal blue
1: all right Shirley rhodes facts coming in here on a friday there you name go. a famous person with the last name green uh gerald kevin denny there we go. We all did it. We all win. We're all winners here. And that's the kind of show we're having today because Shirley was just putting together promos uh, to run during our breaks here on Pirate Radio. You hear them maybe during this show, maybe during a national show, maybe during a nose broadcast. And a lot of those promos were from yesterday's edition of Name That Sound. And things got contentious. <laughs> um, I really raged at Brandon Manning one time. I was
3: mad too at Brandon.
1: And then Chandler got mad at me. It was It's always funny when Chandler gets frustrating, frustrated, but also, Chandler, you're my guy. You're my guy. And I don't want to have back-to-back bad days, negative days, so we're going to have a positive, fun, friendly Friday. I, you know what? I'm down with that. All right.
2: Not only that, we've decided that since it was a little bit of a contentious game this week that next week we're going to switch it up a little switcheroo yes chandler and clip will choose the uh sounds and i will go head to head with name that sound hall of famer brandon manning
1: quick sidebar this is not part of the friendly friday show yes um it's basically gonna be me i don't see chandler coming up with a whole lot of sounds
2: okay but that's fair
1: back to friendly friday chandler and i will be putting that together for next week If you want to Look all right, Stay positive We're going to stay positive today Alright But I'm going to jump off the train
3: right quick Okay If you set aside a time If you let me know What time you're going to be in here And, and maybe coming up with sounds Then I'll be here And I'll set aside In my schedule To help you With the name that sounds up.
1: May I uh, sidebar your sidebar? Sure so Go this ahead is This is not go part of today's show This is yeah, not this part is of not this This is not a part of it <laughs> Taylor, I don't have to sit there at that seat to come up with sounds. In fact, last night sitting around the house, I, I opened up my notes app and I've already got five, I've already got six sounds here in my notes app, just sitting at home. So, what I would suggest to you is, do the same. Maybe you're out in the jungle this weekend nah. and you think of something. Maybe you're, uh, you're on the pot and you think of something. Jot it down, think about it, text it to me. Instead of Coming together for a pointless, time-wasting meeting where we do this. I love a good meeting. Let's do it on our own.
2: Can we do a? Can I do a sidebar to y'all sidebar? Absolutely.
1: This is the time to get in your sidebar.
2: Okay. Uh, Chandler turd on a stick. It does not have a sound. I just wanted to let you know that was my sidebar. That was in reference to yesterday's I to show. show I I'm getting angry. I I'm
1: getting so mad right now.
2: I retract my sidebar.
1: I will also retract all of mine. Chandler, you going to retract yours? I'm retracting. All right, we're back. Welcome in to a fun Friday friendly edition of Pirate Radio Live. Uh, Jamie says, send the seniors off the right way with a weekend sweep. That's right. We'll I'll be celebrating that. some seniors at Clark LeClaire, which means I got a lot of reading to do. Coming up on a uh, Sunday, so I'll uh, I'll be ready for that. Randolph says, "Good afternoon, guys, and Shirley." Hit those likes, folks. Boom, boom, guys. Boom, 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 boom. Randolph. Hey, boom, boom. Now let me I say, well, let it go. Is that a Randolph line?
3: Yes. He always says that about Troy talking about
1: the peach Bowl. Let it go, Craig. Uh, getting us off to a friendly Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. He said, Happy Friday, Pirate Radio Live crew. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Craig. Hey, Craig. Thank listen you, here. Craig,
2: and I surely plan on it.
1: Thank you, Craig. You're the best. All right. Steve wants to hear from Shirley's soundboard before we get into I
3: do not have Burgerly. I want to have. I want you to play
1: Go Gaga. Oh. Go Gator. Steve says Clippo. oh uh,
2: where did I put that? Clipper.
1: He then says Go Gator. Oh,
2: uh-huh. Go Gator.
1: He said a barga la barga li I I don't have that one yet. Barga la Two little butt cheeks.
2: It's two little butt cheeks. I, swinging
1: dingers. Oh, uh,
2: swinging dingers.
1: I'm a former long snapper.
2: <laughs> oh crap! I don't have that one. Chandler, can you do he, that? Live? that one.
1: I'm a former long snapper. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Rick Flair. Woo! Woo! I want me some oh. glory hole. Wait, was that, that supposed no, to be the No,
2: I, where did that one go?
3: I was, I think that was supposed to be the Keep point it point going. I okay, want,
1: what was that one? I want me some glory hole. I want me some glory hole. Troy D. Psy. Um, <sighs> all right. I can't control the weather. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Got a little taco meat on my chest. You ain't got it. You never have it when I want it, but I, I'm fine with that hey, because hey, it's hey. Friendly Friday. Let's go to
3: hell.
1: <laughs> Get a job. Thank you, Tommy. All right, there it's we go. Me,
3: <laughs> I'm the problem, it's me. All
1: right, back to the lecture at hand. Uh, East Carolina and memphis going at it this weekend where do the pirates sit in the rpi i am so glad you asked and you have the answer right what are you stalling for i've got the answer ready to go right there yeah. there it is
3: the only thing to do is just say it 19 I, yeah 19 I so quick
1: campbell is 20 by the way that is the matchup coming up tuesday purple amnesty day paul lucas our friend from UniWatch, will be here rocking his purple the pirates will be wearing uh, apparently the powder purples as they take on campbell coming up and what could be a huge game when it comes to potentially hosting a regional so once again right now east carolina's at 19 memphis is somebody said it yesterday i'm gonna have to go way down the list here and find them and i don't feel like stalling for that so i'll just say uh they are down there and i'm wondering if east carolina sweeps this weekend obviously it depends on what happens with teams in front of them west virginia miami yukon coastal carolina alabama virginia just to name a few but if east carolina sweeps is that enough to move them up in the rpi could they move down will they stay pat i don't know how all the science works as elton john said all the science i don't understand it's just my job five days a week so, Chandler, what do you think happens if East Carolina wins three this weekend? What happens to the RPI?
3: My answer, not knowing the science behind it, too, I feel like East Carolina, there might be a little budge on the needle. I don't think it would be much, though. Memphis I, is at 145. But if you get a sweep against Memphis, that game against
1: Campbell oh my God. on
3: Tuesday is oh going to be God.
1: huge. It's going to be huge. This so is funny. huge I've gotten three different answers on to what Memphis is. So I'm looking at nca.com slash ranking slash baseball slash D1 slash RPI. And I see Memphis at 145. Adam says Memphis is at 141. Jamie says Memphis is at 146. How many RPI hey guys are there? Get, get it straight. No, guys. no, I'm not saying guys. I'm saying, hey, where are y'all looking? Am I looking at the wrong list? Where are your RPI numbers? You show me your RPI numbers. I'll show you mine. Who who, who are you trusting in that uh, little circle? There? Myself.
3: That is a fantastic answer.
1: Yeah. That is a positive answer because it's Positive Friday. That is correct. Chandler, how big of a deal is it for East Carolina to win the American regular season when it comes to hosting? Um, One is not a big deal. Get this conversation out of my face. Ten is this is the biggest deal of all time what number are you at probably like a five huh so if east carolina wins six in a row the regular season Did and you h- say regular season or tournament regular season east carolina wins six in a row houston wins six in a row east carolina is a game by a half game behind houston so they finished second in the american would the committee put a team that didn't win their conference regular season with ecu's resume as a top 16
3: mm, man yeah, I don't. I don't think I see that happening. I, I mean, I think if East Carolina can somehow, if we can get Houston to lose in these next couple of weeks, and East Carolina run the table, you get the regular season title. You go to camp. Um, you go to Clearwater. And, win it, and you win it. Then I think we're you're, top sixteen. I, then I think you're sitting pretty for hosting a regional for the what fifth, sixth straight year. So, I think, and but I think to do that, you have to have. Two titles that needs to be the tournament and i think that needs to be the regular season as
1: well craig says 32 psi my bad checking my tire pressure wow. <laughs> oh God, craig you oh, did it a again craig 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 adam says 145 is right my bad that was going from memory on the fly hey well good for you adam on the memory recall there uh but just off i want to know what the
3: listeners think do they think that a regular season title is it much needed yes or no
1: folks tuned in does east carolina have need half how should i word it does east carolina have to win the aac regular season to host a regional yay or nay where do you stand jack dover looks at warren nolan and he says it is a huge deal for east carolina to win the regular season huge jack maybe i'll see you this weekend maybe chandler will Because Chandler will be a jungle dweller this weekend. Jack, if you want to have a beer with me, find me in the jungle. All right. The invitation is out there. Jamie says, Campbell, the Campbell game is more important. Meaning what? I think they're all important right now. If you lose to Memphis and beat Campbell, what does that mean? Does that make up for the Memphis losses? All right. Jamie says, I would take Campbell, a Campbell win, and second in conference. Okay? So he is putting his eggs into this Campbell basket coming up on Tuesday. Says if you beat them, and maybe you finish a half game behind Houston, you're still okay. Especially if you do damage. In the tournament. Everything just builds, man. Like, where we are right now. Like, this weekend's important, and if they take care of business, the Campbell game becomes a premium But if you take care of business on that and and then when we get to clearwater like that could have monster stakes for east carolina so i'm excited i'm excited for uh for the future brad says absolutely i guess he means you have to win the regular season to get a top 16 might
3: be wrong but is it isn't it weird to be in this situation down the stretch in the season When it comes to being a regular season champion
1: doesn't east carolina usually have that locked up uh yeah yeah they usually have that locked up so it's weird they've been winning 20 plus games in conference every year so until this year i mean it's
3: it's made it's it's making for some tense baseball games coming up but it's it it should be fun and i think east carolina can have some success uh, but it starts tonight six o'clock against memphis
1: Jerry says hello to Pyre Radio. Hello, Jerry. Steve says just to be safe, let's just not lose the rest of the year. Hey,
3: that's the safe way to do it.
1: Jamie is standing firm on you beat Campbell, run through the conference tournament. You do that, it's okay to finish second in the regular season. Interesting. I am fascinated to see how it all plays out. Now, for any of this to even be a possibility – uh, East Carolina's got to do their part, which is win ball games, starting tonight against Memphis. Uh, do we have officially? I guess it'll be Zach Root pitching, but I haven't seen anything official. Josh, no, Josh Gross goes oh, tonight. Josh Gross. I like Trey
2: it. Savage will go Saturday, and TBA is oh, for Sunday.
1: Interesting. Okay. All right. I like Gross. I think, man, if he can just harness it, it's like that suit. harness. That superhero origin story. He's got the power, but will he use it for good or for bad? For bad is when we see the walks, the the hit batters. The good is when he's hitting the spots, racking up the strikeouts, and most importantly, just not walking guys. That's the the bag on uh the story on Josh Groves. So I am uh, I'm excited to see him uh, coming up with a Friday start which means i'll get to see uh trey savage i've not seen him live a lot at all this year so i'll be uh, glad to see him on saturday
3: yeah i'm <clears throat> coming in on sunday uh, this past weekend so yeah that's you'll see some good pitching from trey savage hopefully
1: just saw josh uh tweet he says gonna show them memphis boys we do ribs and baseball better than them he's got some ribs on the grill mm-hmm. and man mm-hmm. they look good by the way um will not have Morgan Aylers on the show today. You're kidding me. He's about to set sail, go on one of those, um, it sounds like he's going on one of those little Seattle, uh, those cruises that take off from Seattle. Really? According to what he told me
3: earlier. My grandparents went on a cruise to Alaska one time. Yeah, and I think think think
2: that's the port that they leave from, is from Seattle.
1: Okay, yeah. But anyway um he will not join us today asked him how home was doing he said his um rookie minicamp started today so we'll get an update on that next week when we talk to da, 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 dj D-D-D-D-D-J. Captain Morgan. so we'll uh, talk to morgan, morgan next week we'll talk to patrick mason coming up in a moments regarding ecu baseball couple other nuggets here before we take our first break Shirley the canes overtime two to two how did it end? In a 2-2 game, overtime, game five. Lost spare pair, left point. Back out,
4: it
5: comes. Half minute to go on the penalty. Here's Coach, and he with a shot.
1: Crowd pop. Hurricanes win, Hurricanes advance, and now Hurricanes and Hurricanes fans will sit back and wait and wait quite a while because as brooks hill pointed out yesterday interesting tidbit i was unaware of the eastern conference and western conference final will not begin until round two is completed and that's not just you know round two on the eastern side so if florida wins tonight and wraps up their series doesn't matter they're still going to wait until the west is done with their round two And by the way, you got some 2-2 series in the West, uh, including tonight with Edmonton and Vegas, as that series is knotted up at two apiece. So, uh, yeah, we're going to rest up. That's a good thing. Sometimes you want your team to keep playing. Get out there every other night keep the rhythm i think for this kind of bruised and battered hurricanes team it's not the worst thing in the world to sit back and rest but great that they could close it out last night in a rally in front of the home crowd that place was rocking
3: yeah i was glad to see that and and especially see how they won i mean i love a good crowd pop there's nothing like a crowd pop and uh, they had that chance in the last series and we were watching that game at tiebreakers with ecu hall of famer marcus crandall we were hoping that they would get it done that night. They couldn't, and then they had a chance to redeem themselves, and they did. So was very glad to see them advance to the next round. But not only do that, but do it at home in front of that awesome, awesome crowd that you've
1: seen in person. It'll either be Panthers or... Maple Leafs. Maple Leafs got some work to do. They were able to stave off elimination with a win in Florida in Game 4, but they still are trailing 3-1 to in that series.
2: Yeah, and uh, they play in Toronto tonight, so uh, we'll see how that shakes out. The other thing, too, that I have really enjoyed, other than the fact that this series has really been more one-sided than anything, and, of course, being a Canes fan, you know, I enjoy that, but... Kane's uh, social media has been just completely off the charts yeah. trolling their opponents. And if you haven't seen it, uh, get on Twitter and check them out because the New Jersey Devils got absolutely trolled by the social media. And this morning, uh, or was it late last night, I didn't see it till this morning, that they had posted just a big block of ice. And right above it, all it said was, hell has frozen over.
1: best thing mm-hmm. I saw was they had a cameo and they had – a lady from real housewives of new jersey they had the situation from jersey shore and other new jerseyans and you know on cameo they just read whatever you say you pay them money and they read it yeah and actually we get let's play that shirley it's on my twitter can you pull up my twitter real quick i retweeted it yeah i'll
2: get it here in a second
1: uh sorry i didn't tell you about this before the show but they have a cameo with uh all these new jersey folks (laughs) And they are reading, I guess, whatever the Carolina social media person had them uh, had them to read. And I don't know how long this has been out there. Oh, they got the uh, fireman from the New York Jets, the guy in the in the crowd.
6: S. All
1: right, so hit it. This, okay, this came. They popped this up right after the win over New Jersey last night.
6: Congrats, Hurricanes. Carolina,
1: how are
3: you? Hey Carolina, this is Mauro from Carlos Bakery, home of the
0: balls. It is happening guys, Big Daddy Sitch. Ciao Carolina, this is Federico Castelluccio. How are you? Hey Carolina, congratulations.
6: Great round. Fest of luck in your quest for the cup.
0: You advanced to the next stage. Big shout out to you. Carolina, you (laughs) you raised up to the challenge and you made your family proud.
3: I love it, I love it, I love it. So listen, congratulations on moving on.
0: Good luck in the future with love from the Jersey Shore. Now that right there is an awesome situation.
1: So they did a whole cameo of New Jersey people (laughs) saying congratulations.
2: That is fantastic. They've done some great work with their social media, and I just thought it was hilarious, some of the uh, pictures that they had put out.
3: Speaking of social media, we can talk about it with Tony Dunn coming up. And And we will. Oh, yeah. The one thing I love, and I mean, every year, the NFL schedule, they always make this big deal about it's going to drop at 8, but by the time 8 o'clock comes around, the schedule's basically out there, maybe for except a couple of games, maybe. But what you do look forward to at 8 o'clock is those awesome release uh, the schedule release videos that we've seen. Uh, Panthers had
1: one. The Titans did a funny one. Uh, the Jaguars Charlie, did one. have you seen the Titans one?
2: No, I have oh, not.
1: Good. Oh, good. Yes, we're going to do it during the so, break. But well, uh, That's the one. That's the winner. Uh, the Chargers was good again. The Jaguars was very god if you got nine minutes you can watch that but it was really long but it was funny some of these teams go overboard the commanders always are corny i didn't love the panthers one did you at least like the maury part maury yeah the maury povich part was funny that was good but um and now some of them are funny some are corny they're all i mean they're all funny but the titans was very simple and uh, we'd play it on radio, but you kind of there's a visual component to it, too. But we'll talk about it. But if you hadn't seen them, all the teams last night, the Patriots did like a retirement home one that was... They're all pretty good, but some are corny. Titans killed it. Titans did it. They're number one. Uh, we'll talk about that more with Tony Dunn. Let's take a break. We're going to get Patrick Mason on, and I want to show Shirley this video. So uh, we will return with P-Mace talking pirate baseball and more. Pirate Radio Live on a free beer, friendly, fun Friday edition. Back with you after these words.
2: Welcome back. Uh, Vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard. Take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, please visit ncparks.gov. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip.
1: Back with you. Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. Um, Shirley, don't say anything i want to ask chandler if he knows what this even means first patrick mason's going to join us in just a moment by the way uh jerry said clip you should be the pirate radio spokesman for those celebrity cruises and get the listeners to sign up do you have any idea what that is chandler celebrity I cruise i told you not to say anything brandon manning oh <laughs> oh yeah friendly friday Shirley, hang on one sec babe <laughs> Chandler, do you know what he's he's referring to? Celebrity cruises. No, I just know the Embers have a a cruise. So, Shirley, this is like the local news, right? Like local news anchors used to do this. Do you remember that? Yes, I do.
2: Yeah. Uh, As a matter of fact, Marvin Darty used to do one uh, to Italy, I believe. It was like a 10 day cruise to like Rome and some other places in Europe. So, but yeah, they used to. They used to do celebrity cruises like that.
1: We'll do one on the beautiful Tar River, Pirate radio cruise.
3: <laughs> My new on a canoe. coming in has a boat, so we can just use his boat. All right,
1: one of the attractions will be watching a White Sox game with Patrick Mason. That'll be one Ooh. of the attractions okay. on the cruise as Patrick Mason joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Hello, Patrick.
6: Hey, how's it going?
1: It is going great. Hope you are doing well, are you?
6: Yeah, I'm I'm doing pretty good. I don't know if the person wins that reward though might uh <laughs> might regret winning that watching a White Sox game with me. But yeah, I'm, I'm doing good otherwise.
1: I think it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, Patrick, East Carolina and Memphis going at it this weekend, and we kind of set it up in the first segment. I'll I'll repeat some of the uh, the questions we were asking ourselves a moment ago to you. Does East Carolina have to win the AAC regular season to be a top 16 to host a regional? yay or nay.
6: Um, I would say yes. I guess if they don't win, I don't know. I guess if they don't win, I think that these next two weekends would go poorly for them. Um, and that just means that they might drop a little bit too far. Well, there's still uh, a
1: scenario where Houston wins out, ECU wins out, and they don't win it that way.
6: Yeah, and, and, that's, the, and that's the thing. I think if that happens, then I, I think they'll be okay. and I think they could have a shot because that Campbell win in there looks pretty nice. And, yeah, if you sweep these new, next two series, I mean, that looks great going into this thing.
1: And looking at RPIs right now, East Carolina sitting at 19, Campbell at number 20. What happens, uh, Patrick, if you sweep the number 145 RPI team in Memphis? Do you, it, obviously, it depends on what happens to the teams around East Carolina. But I mean, is there a way this weekend like hurts ECU even if they play well, or do you think they'll be rewarded for wins this weekend?
6: I think they'll be rewarded in the form of not you know, being decimated here by falling back too far. And I know that sounds kind of weird, but, I mean, you can definitely sweep and not feel like you, you did much. But I, th- I think if you, you know, you somehow, like, lose two out of three, you know, you're ab- you're absolutely toast here. But So it's kind of like a lose-lose situation. But I, I think, you yeah, know, I mean, hey, winning three games, it, it'll never really hurt you. I mean, you can only <laughs> you can only just keep winning, you know.
1: Patrick, how about the uh, rotation this weekend? And uh, I was unaware of it, but luckily Shirley and Chandler are uh, Johnny on the spot here. Josh Groves going for the Pirates tonight?
6: That's right. Yeah, and Trey Savage back in the mix on Saturday. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, And, you know, Josh Groves has been been pretty solid all year. He's been, I guess, pitching on all three days of the weekend now. Um, But, man, Trey Savage getting another run back at home, I think that's a really good sign for ECU if he can kind of kind of get him going because he is i think the key to their their success the key to how far they go this year is the the health and the the dominance of trey savage because he's right he's one of the better pitchers in the whole country and over the past few weeks he's obviously been injured he's kind of come back slow you know like last week i think he threw one inning um so they're kind of getting him going so this will be a really good start to see you know what he has how what this time off has done for him because he's really important for this team
1: Patrick Mason joining us Uh, Patrick or Chandler have you guys seen the numbers painted on the field the four of Hoove, the 33 of Spivey the 36 of Garrett Saylor did you see that I have seen it I just don't know where they're placed on the field that was going to be my question have you seen it Patrick on social media yet
6: no not yet
1: All right, you'll see it live here in a moment it looks like Chandler they are just off the left field line maybe in foul territory or I don't know where do you think they are um,
3: I want to say in the past they've been just outside the
1: infield grass. Like, right. Fair foul territory? Uh, fair. Okay. So you think it's fair. Okay. I can't tell from the way the angle is presented, but Patrick, uh, how about when you get to Clark LeClaire, could you tweet us out a nice picture of those numbers out there?
6: Yeah, definitely. And I just pulled it up on social media and I, I almost see like a faint line. looks like a foul line right. on the right So, yeah, I'll I'll have to check that out live and and see exactly where these things are because they look very prominently placed, at least how the the photo makes it seem. It looks
3: like it's right outside the infield line to me because the the angle with where the scoreboard is – um, I could be wrong, but that's what it looks
5: like to me.
1: We'll get confirmation on that uh, coming up in just a little bit. Uh, and obviously, three guys that have won a lot of ball games here and are going to be integral to what East Carolina does the rest of the way. Patrick, when you look at what Hoove does every day in the lineup, Spivey, you know, in his role now, it appears to be coming out of the bullpen, giving you – uh you know long relief when you need it getting out of a jam if you need it and then garrett sailor uh midweek starting did it last week looked really good against old dominion and who knows might get his number called either one of those guys could get their number called against campbell next week
6: yeah i think it's really cool that it's set up like this because essentially all all these seniors are like backbone core players of this team like you know Hoove is. Top of the order, like, he, and he is a leader. You know, I don't know how vocal he is, but I mean, he really is a leader. Guys look to him. I think, you know, Cliff said people really pay attention when he talks, and you know, but both the two pitchers are just, you know, absolute. You really need these guys, and they're really, really talented and really good. So I think it's kind of neat that on a senior day, where these are actually some core players, and um you know, you feel like it happens in different sports where you know, hey, you get a different kind of starting lineup, and you honor these guys who don't play all that much, but. Um, I think it is pretty cool that this is a uh, you know really important pieces here to this team and. know they've been around for a while and they've been good good for a while so yeah it's it's pretty nice to see
1: by the way cliff Goblin will join us coming up monday five o'clock right here on pirate radio live so we'll recap the memphis weekend and get ready for a huge week of baseball with campbell then the pirates will be on the road and on the road for the rest of the way as they will play a three-game series on the road and then head to clearwater for the conference tournament so we'll talk to cliff coming up uh monday at five o'clock patrick mason uh will join us once again coming up uh, next wednesday on the show patrick you mentioned Hoove there it was cool talking to him and josh moylan a few weeks ago and i asked lane i was like do you ever get mad like have you ever been mad in your life and because he seems like such a happy easygoing guy and he says yeah he gets fired up And, and moylan said that if something's not going right if the the energy isn't there, if the, the want-to, the attitude isn't there, Lane will, Lane will get him right. So it kind of goes to what you're saying. If he does speak, uh, his words certainly matter. And uh, that, that's pretty cool to know that the little guy will, will speak up if he needs to.
6: Yeah, because, you know, every time we talk to him after a game, you know, he's always smiling. He's just got done doing a jungle jump or something. You know, he's always got a big smile on his face. And But, you know, when we ask Cliff about him, you know, he always says, like, you know, who's the guy who does a lot of different things? And and guys just respect that you know when he hustles hard he takes extra bases and i think you know guys will see that and say hey you know if he's got something to say i, I better listen so yeah it's really cool to see out of him it's just he, he seems like a great guy all around and obviously a really good player for them as well
1: patrick i know you were not in norfolk you were watching the game here with us so i don't know if you've talked to cliff or anybody but uh, as far as jacob starling goes or any other injuries you aware of anything uh hitting into this weekend
6: uh, I have not, you know, gotten any confirmation or anything on Starling, um, but yeah, you know that that game was and that lasted really, really long. You know, thirteen innings. Um, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not too sure, you know, about the health going forward. But I think the biggest sign, really, is just seeing Get Savage back there in the starting lineup. Yeah. I think that's something to watch for sure.
1: Patrick Mason joining us. All right, Patrick, who is your pirate pick to click? Both of your picks these last two Fridays have ended up homering for East Carolina and having good, solid weekends. So, Patrick, who do you have uh, today?
6: Well, I was initially, I was thinking about this after we talked on Wednesday, and I, I think my gut was telling me Josh Moylan. I feel like this nice weather, he always seems to, that ball flies off his bat. So, I was going to say Josh Moylan, and then, but man, when I saw Trey Savage, I know it's I don't know if a pitcher can be uh, pick the click for a whole weekend, but I think if he gets right, that that changes the whole scope of everything moving forward.
1: All right, so uh, one pitcher, one hitter for the Pirates this week, Josh Moylan and Trey Savage. Patrick Mason, Daily Reflector, joining us. Check out his work on the page of the Daily Reflector, online, reflector.com. Patrick, uh, enjoy the weekend, and uh, we'll see you out at Clark LeClaire. Sounds
6: good, Clip. We'll see you out
1: there. All right, there he is. P-Mace, Patrick Mason, joining us on a friendly friday edition of pirate radio live quick well that's a good guy to have on a yeah, friendly absolutely friday. friendly guy quick sidebar chandler oh gosh
3: i oh, i know what you're gonna say
1: okay so is that taken care of
3: well i'm not going to use that graphic anymore today so okay I don't have to use it
1: all right so we don't need to mention that i did have one other question though. florida toronto tonight somebody asked me this earlier this week is that what time is that game is toronto in the what time zone are they in same as ours Oh, okay you want to get off that retract please what somebody had asked me that earlier this week i didn't know if people were aware because like it's in a whole another country so i didn't know if people out there knew that toronto is in our time zone
3: wait hold on just a second are you saying i asked you that (laughs) did i really (laughs) are you saying you
1: didn't are you kidding me when did I say that? Are, are you kidding me right now?
3: What did I say?
1: I asked what time it was? You asked something. Uh, you know what? It's a sidebar. We shouldn't get into it. But Well, whoever asked you that is a complete and <laughs> utter fool
3: and an idiot. should never be on a radio show.
1: What if it wasn't you? What if it was somebody else that asked me that? Pretty sure I know who it was, though but I don't know. All right, let's take a break. When we return, time zones are confusing. Hey, make sure you retract the sidebar before you go back Oh, sidebar retracted. You know what? I'm always confused about teams like in the central divisions. Oh. Because like Pittsburgh is one um, way, but Chicago's another. That always gets me. The central divisions in sports confuse me. Kansas City's confusing, too, because they're in the AFC West. But they play one o'clock games sometimes. Tell you what, man. Time is crazy. Just things are crazy. You ever just sat back and thought about time, Chandler? Yeah, I always wonder what time it is sometimes. Every sentence you say is in the past. Because by the time you hear it, it's already been said it's in the past. That's crazy, right? Yeah. I'm actually
3: speechless. Like what I just said right now. Yeah. Was before.
1: That's history. (laughs) It is. Put it in the history book. Guys, wrap your brain around that. More to go. Hour one. Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this, dude. Crank this up.
0: when you can be a pirate. Now, back to the show.
2: Welcome back. The Dickinson Avenue Public House is a lively and diverse restaurant in Greenville that uses fresh and local ingredients. With the influences of Creole, Asian, and upscale Southern cuisine, the Dickinson Avenue Public House offers a seasonally rotating menu and a full-service bar with rotating craft brews on tap. Come to the intersection of 8th and Dickinson and enjoy Dollar Oysters Tuesday through Thursday from 530 to 7. For more details, check out DapHouseNC.com. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip.
1: Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Our time discussion reminded me of, I'm 99% sure it was Mitch Hedberg. And he said... Ah, Mitch. They guy came up to me and said hey this is a photo of me from when i was younger and he said i know it would be impossible for you to show me a photo of yourself when you weren't younger (laughs) something to that effect i can't do it as well as mitch Hedberg could
2: yeah he was the king of the one-liners
1: all right our flight by yingling ecu report flight by yingling don't just raise the uh raise the glass raise the bar flight by yingling next generation light beer wherever beer is sold so
3: next time i go to aj's yeah i'm gonna ask for a flight by yingling yeah i'm gonna take that glass and yep. i'm gonna raise it and i'm gonna take the bar the actual bar at aj's and i'm gonna just pick that up and do
1: you think it. you um are you strong enough let's say i get trapped under a vehicle do you think you could lift that vehicle no man
3: that's just off the top of my head. Maybe I can.
1: You've never been in that situation? No,
3: I've never had to do that.
1: Because there are some times where uh, you hear these stories about superhuman strength, uh, strength, like in moments of dire, you know? Mm-hmm. And like dad strength, like if a kid's trapped somewhere, the dad finds strength out of nowhere. But you don't think you could do that for me, huh? Interesting.
3: Maybe I could. Maybe if I was in a lot of, you know, maybe if I was in a great heap of panic, um i probably would but if i saw you under a car i'd probably be like oh gosh clips being crushed by a car
1: would you at least call for help <laughs> i'd say oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh no uh, we got a from the helm out from john gilbert east carolina athletics director there was a uh the power club hosted a breakfast of champions event mm-hmm. april 29th the outstanding scholar athlete there was a man and a woman the man was jeremy lewis we got three kids we've gotten to know jeremy his time here on the player's lounge
3: jeremy lewis
1: great guy we did a gus johnson jeremy lewis rant the other day that was pretty good
3: it's a grown man
1: and the woman chandler oh Sania johnson Sania johnson lego Sania johnson who became the face of a championship team during that tournament run. ECU went on in the American tournament, and the, which, of course, got them to the big dance. And Sania was fun to watch and a pleasure to listen to as well. So congratulations to the outstanding scholar-athletes, Sania Johnson and Jeremy Lewis. Awesome to hear. Uh, John Gilbert talks about the big weekend ahead with baseball. Also, men's and women's track programs heading uh, to compete in the conference championships in Tampa, Florida. That began today, May 12th to May 14th. I also talked about uh, football season tickets. He says 15,835 season tickets sold, 15% increase from the year before. Nice. Now, wait a minute. Never mind. This is just recapping the year. (laughs) So last year... (laughs) it's still nice but it's not the current number this is from last year this is
3: in the past again it all goes back to
1: time it's looking like it's like looking at a photograph this is in the past uh 15,835 season tickets so we need that number to go up once again following a bowl victory uh said dowdy ficklin stadium attendance record with 51,711 for the opener against NC State uh ranked second in the American behind UCF for highest average attendance so that's a good number uh UCF of course leaving the conference soccer set an attendance record with over 1000 fans for a game against duke men's basketball largest crowd since 2007 we remember that when they took on houston saw 25% increase in attendance from the prior season that's a pretty big number and i think we think that's going to go up next year with what mike schwartz has been able to do with some key cogs coming back and then the newcomers coming in
3: yeah i think there's going to be a lot of excited pirate basketball fans i know there's already some right now um and uh very excited to get back into section 213 and see some of these new guys like bobby pettiford and uh Cam Hayes and um and uh so and uh, you're getting a lot of key guys back. I mean the I guess the biggest blow uh this offseason was losing Javon Small, but that's yeah. about it. Ezra uh, back,
1: RJ Brandon, back, Brandon Johnson back. back. Of course Walker, Jaden Walker back. Who was a transfer, now a true pirate for the remainder of his true college career baseball sold out season tickets for the second consecutive season for the first time in program history ranked 12th in the nation in total attendance you know what these these numbers are great for multiple reasons but man how about come you remember covid do you remember covid do I? i remember her well no fans would it ever get to the way it was again we were having those conversations with jeff charles and we were we were kind of nervous about that will it ever be the way it was with crowds and things like that and all these numbers uh showed that it's actually back on the rise so that is a that's an awesome thing to see and with the success of baseball football excitement for basketball women's basketball and what they were able to do i expect 2023 2024 to even eclipse those numbers
3: yeah i mean it's been great to see the crowds that we've seen really in all three in all three uh major sports here at east carolina with the nc state game uh, to start the year for football the houston game in basketball and then you know the carolina game earlier this year the state game uh this year in baseball so it's great to see those crowds back because i remember watching those games and seeing nobody in the stands and Watching the games and seeing nobody in the stands was just so weird. Um, and it just had a different vibe to sporting events, really all across the sporting world. Uh, then it was partial fans. I remember the Super Bowl had partial fans. It, you were just excited to see fans in general back in those stadiums. Yeah. But it wasn't the same. And then I remember it was, I believe, in the year of COVID, When ECU was hosting a regional, they announced that it will be at full capacity, and everybody went
1: insane. What an event that was. And then
3: Clark LeClaire was back in full force. I may have shed
1: a tear that weekend. I think I did
3: yeah i mean that was a very exciting time where you went to seeing no fans to partial fans and then it's like hey everybody come on back
1: and i remember sitting here in this seat doing the bud light pregame tailgate for ecu app state in charlotte and seeing videos of all the crowd rolling in there and i remember being very jealous because i wanted to be part of something like that again and now uh we're back folks we are back we are back the world is back all right uh robert is checking in he says hey hey how's everyone good hi 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 hey y'all yo yo y'all need some strawberries Nah, i'm good with football and the teams coming in i believe the fans will be less Ooh, robert i hope you're wrong robert this is a positive friday i hope you're not just showing up to games to see the opponent play what are you, a state fan? You're coming to the games to watch the pirates play, right? Hey, duck down, shots fired. And by the way, Robert, yes, I would like some strawberries. Thank you for offering. Bring them on in. I will also take a little shortcake and some Cool Whip, so I can have myself a strawberry shortcake.
3: I was wondering where you were going with that. You really, said strawberries? You said shortcake. Yeah. I was like, hmm. He's going somewhere <laughs> with this. I was see. like, hmm. What could he be making with that?
1: Let me see where he's going. <laughs> Robert says he's just being honest. I know. We talked about this, Robert. ECU baseball fans show up to see ECU baseball. That is evident by the massive turnout we had for that George Mason game on a Saturday. I remember saying, good grief, this looks like a regional. And we're playing George Mason, and we got it packed out. We got to get to that in football and basketball, where you're going to watch the team in purple and gold, not the opponent. That happened in basketball when Houston came to town. Let's do that for a SMU game. Let's do that for a Tulane game. If I remember correctly,
3: back when I was younger in the past, we'll talk about time. Back when I was younger, going to those late, those mid to late two thousand games for football, I would think, and I remember telling people like, and especially when I was in school here during the Mo era, and there was nobody coming to games, and it was so weird to see because I would tell people like, when I was younger, going to games, we would play rice we would play uab and the the stadium would be there would be a lot of pirate fans in the stadium to get to see a matchup against uab or southern miss yeah um and so maybe it can be like that in in this new conference uh but it's all about winning i mean we were winning back then we were winning conference championships um so hopefully that can be the case this year all
1: right let's take a break uh jamie had a sidebar though he said i like strawberry shortcake no need to sidebar that that's that's show material
3: and that's positive
1: positive. and it's positive you're being friendly on a friendly friday edition of pirate radio live we're gonna be friendly and give away some beer coming up we got some bud light we got some bojangles hard tea we're gonna do that coming up in hour number three of today's show but coming up next tony dunn c3 podcast will join us look at the schedule released from last night some nfl news and notes and more And we return pirate radio live on a friday back with you after this
0: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show.
2: Welcome back. Do you need custom T-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Well, keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitiesportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now, let's head back in to PRL. Here's clip.
1: All right. It's Friendly Friday, Tony. <laughs> I, I didn't notice. Welcome to the show.
7: You haven't been nothing but mean since I got here, too. <laughs> I don't think that's and I true. can't even hear myself in my own ears. How can uh, you not hear yourself? Now I can hear myself. Good.
1: Uh, by the way, we were talking about the local TV anchors, meteorologists going on cruises. Do you remember that from back in the day, Tony? No. Um, David and Robert say they still do it. WITN is going on one uh, to Paris, France, for only five G's. You can join. Somebody from WITN, I guess. You got to pay five. Yeah.
7: I mean, for the cruise, not to join them. Well, That'd yeah, be that's wild. That's a bonus. Cele- but we're thinking about doing like a celebrity- pirate radio cruise. Now, Now people would pay 5Gs. Yeah. Would you be on that? Would
1: well, they you join would. Us? You
7: would need me to bring some of the.
1: Correct. Talent in.
7: Yeah. Yeah. So, so actually, uh, I've never been on a cruise.
1: I've been once. I. Do, do you feel the rock a lot? I don't remember feeling that a lot. It's so big. You all, at times Good. you can forget you're on a boat in the middle of the ocean. Okay, uh, but yeah, too much, uh, too much debauchery at the my fingertips on those things. I can't handle it.
7: <laughs> that's the best part I mean, I mean all you can eat all you can drink and all you can gamble what, yeah. I mean what else is there in life not not a good combo for me so I, I don't think you don't want to think about time at that point do you Chandler yeah right time is Chandler construct. said uh, yeah I, I, all the time I think about time sometimes <laughs> <laughs> I said what <laughs>
4: you
7: said you ever think about time I said well there's sometimes I, you I said all the time oh, I think right. about time sometimes <laughs> I was like I don't know what time it is now
1: where am i at we found out what time games would kick off for we some did. games last night nfl schedule release we were talking about the videos that the social media teams put out tony the best was tennessee debatable
7: it was good it was good i uh, Here's i mean, what go ahead this is what i'll
3: say about tennessee what they did they do that all the time it's a trend on tiktok so I've seen that before.
1: Well, of course. All these things are are they are trendy. Like Washington tried to do a chat GPT type thing. Did is that they? what it's called? Oh, and well, it, no wonder you didn't like it. It wasn't funny.
3: But there's this like there's this girl, there's this guy on TikTok that does the same thing with his girlfriend. And then there's another girl on TikTok that does it with her like father in law who has yeah. nothing to do.
7: This is this is what bothers me about these videos, Clip is and this is why the Cardinals probably won their video. Their video was like seven seconds long, uh, but everybody goes. You hear the like th- that video broke the internet yesterday, the Titans one, or broke Twitter and essentially. And then people were like, oh, people do this on TikTok already.
1: Yeah, it's like you <laughs> and Chandler are the ones doing
7: that. I, I didn't said say it was that. great. You, I you, said it was okay. I just didn't. I was just like, man, do people really not know? If, like, I mean, yes. the Atlanta Stal Stou- whatever the Stallions. Yeah. I was like, that Boston looks like bobcat. a bird. <laughs> but
1: it's like North Carolina I mean, Tigers. It,
7: it was not, it was funny in some ways, but then it was sad that people w- couldn't even just identify the picture, not for a football team, but what does a bird have to do with a horse? Sure. That's where it comes out to. Like the Panther and a tiger, like these people. It's not even that they don't know football teams;
1: it's they don't, they don't know, know animals. But, that, <laughs> but that's what made the video great. These names, or really sad. Nah, it's great. There's, I mean, do you remember? Uh, probably not. Uh, Jay Leno would do the jaywalking, and he would ask people just easy questions. And, um, yeah, and oh, it was embarrassing. Yeah, they
7: did that in the nineties,
1: Chandler. <laughs> they, yeah,
7: this is uh, this this been done. David Letterman did Friendly this all Friday.
1: The time. Friendly Friday. Friendly Friday. So, what was your favorite video?
7: I liked the Jaguars, man.
1: It was good. Because Zay uh, Jones was really good in it. Yeah, and
7: the, I thought the writer, I mean, because so many people love, like, we have a guy on the podcast that we have a tinfoil hat in his little in the chat where you can put a symbol up for, because he believes everything is rigged and scripted and things like that. So I thought it, re, I mean, it leaned into that. That writer took all the credit for it, too. Like, not only was he the star of the, the whole show, at the end it said, written by... Who was that guy? He's the lead writer for Jaguars.com. Just he was great like, yeah he was awesome he's a star yeah. i like that guy well i mean you, when you've been in the business and you're behind the scenes yeah he wrote I like, some crazy scripts i like what they said uh, football is easy acting is hard <laughs> so that one was good and um i kind of like the
1: cardinals one i didn't see that oh
7: you haven't seen it you can watch I've it by, only the, seen... by the time i'm done talking about it it's over
1: I've only seen Titans, Chargers, Panthers, Jaguars. People said this. uh, They were like, uh, and I'm going to let you
7: watch it, is that somebody, the thing is, is everybody talks junk about these videos or loves them, right? It's like there's no, or I don't know why we always have to have a, um, I guess such a strong opinion. Like everybody
1: goes mid, mid, mid. Everybody wants to be cool. And it's cool. But they're not making the the videos. Oh, you missed it. I watched it. You missed it. I saw it.
7: What happened?
1: They threw the ball at each other. No.
7: (laughs) You missed the whole part. That was it. All right. And then he picks them up, and that's the schedule. That's it.
1: Yeah, I saw it. Okay.
7: You, You missed the hitting the camera part. What's good about that? Is that they. They knocked it out with an iPhone in five minutes. So like, if everybody's going to just call it mid, somebody's going to go. Somebody uh, not trying too hard. It's just like, hey man, let's just knock this out and go to lunch. It's fine. Every look, we don't have to hate on everything. You
1: just hated on it. (laughs) (laughs) You literally just hated on it. I'm hating on you, not it. by the way speaking of the cardinals did you know that it's not a rule that every team has to play in primetime anymore i didn't know it was a rule it was previously okay which is why we got all those afc south thursday the, night football what
7: games. did that dumb girl call the cardinal too
1: i don't know if the cardinals were on the schedule oh, okay um four teams tony will not have primetime games all right. You think you can guess them? Well, uh, Chandler, the, the Cardinals. Cardinals are one. What four teams do not have primetime games in twenty twenty three? Who's uh, who's not exciting? Um, the Cardinals. Which one of these you might
3: Texans. Texans. Yeah. That's Texans. Two. You would think maybe with Stroud, but I guess not. Maybe the
1: Titans. Lions.
3: No. No. no, no Lions no. start the year with the uh, Chiefs.
1: The other two are the Falcons. Wow and the Colts oh wow so there you go
7: that's crazy they didn't give Anthony Richardson one
1: Uh, uh, He might not play maybe not but guess what Gardner Minshew will and he's entertaining too he's wonderful so the Colts need a game he's my idol Uh, so yeah
7: how about the Panthers got one and it must be the most boring one ever panthers saints
1: so that's on the wacky set the doubleheader yeah so what night, time does that start 7
7: 15 which yeah. is
1: great you like that
7: yeah because then we don't have to do a post game at two in the morning uh i feel you there and then my friend uh cody's going so he might not even be part of i the post saw game. he was going to go yeah so um
3: by the way you talk about schedules um adam shepter i meant to bring this up but since uh we talk about nfl today with Tony Dunn. Adam Schefter did come out the other day, May 8th. He said among the changes to the schedule this season, one NFL will have a Black Friday game for the first time ever. So there'll be a game on Friday. Of like, how,
7: of, I said, how, of Thanksgiving?
3: Yes. So there'll be an NFL. That's cool. So there'll be a Black Friday game. Games don't necessarily. A college
1: football day. But.
3: Uh, games don't necessarily belong to networks anymore. All games are free agents. I don't like that. I love that. Teams can be on Thursday night football twice. And then the last one is what we just discussed. Not all teams are guaranteed to have a primetime spot.
1: Don't love the Thursday night football twice. I like my NFC games on Fox, my AFC games on CBS.
7: Oh, is that what you meant by free agent?
1: Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, don't like that. Thank you, Tony.
7: Changed my mind. I thought you meant as in that they could do games on different days now and not have to, like, because it was – um. Saturdays for college football or something only, or Friday. Remember, you know we can't do things on Friday because it's high school football.
3: So what it's saying is that, like the so Carolina you're Panthers, screw the
7: kids. yeah, I'm saying this is I'd love to have a football game, a NFL game every night. <laughs> I'm with you, pal.
3: But the Carolina, like the Carolina Panthers, are primarily on Fox. Yes, but like now it can be anybody. Really
7: irritating when they're on the other channel and it is. Oh, I hate it. And then sometimes I feel like they break the rule about what the rule is because I learned the rule a hard way one time where I came up with ideas. We used to go to the games and make signs up, right? And uh, Denver comes to uh, Carolina. Peyton Manning paid a ridiculous amount of tickets in 2012 to watch Peyton Manning carve us up. And uh, we made uh, signs that had John Fox, the word Fox in it, because I think he was the coach of the, yeah, he was the coach of Denver at the time and trying to use the term, you know, because you got to use the network name to get on the TV. And then my friend goes, it's on ABC or CBS. (laughs) CBS. And I said, what the hell? I said, we're always on Fox. He goes, well, and then maybe you explained this to me one time. It's like, yeah, well, when the AFC visits,
1: it comes on this or whatever. Yes. But then last
7: year, the AFC visited us and we were on Fox on a game.
1: Now (laughs) it doesn't matter. Yeah. Now that like apparently CBS and Fox can like, I guess, bid for the best game of that week, even if it is (laughs) NFC-AFC. Um,
7: like the that NFL would have been, doesn't make enough money.
2: That was going to be my question. If if Carolina is primarily on Fox, and then someone outbids them, I'm assuming they're going to replace that game with something else. Yeah, like another NFL game.
1: What if like HGTV just got in there and was like, "We want." You got any Nickelodeon games this year? <laughs> I saw there was uh, gonna be uh another one up there.
7: I like um, CBS better though, sadly, because their coverage is better than you like Fox. C- and yeah. not the because they do more they do better highlights throughout the game. It's like Fox just and then they just show the highlights of the own game the game you're watching. <laughs> like, I already watched this game. I want to see what's going on in these other games.
1: Man, I forgot what I was gonna say. Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Who's the uh who's this year's Broncos, Tony? The team that gets all the primetime games. Ooh. um, Well, it's not the Falcons. It's not the Colts. (laughs) It's Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. I was about to say, think Uh, of new quarterbacks. Because I count the 425 games as primetime, too, because they're basically national games, right? You know, you see those? So how about this? The Jets have Bills Monday night, Cowboys 425, Week 4 Sunday night, week five 425 week six 425 like all these games are going to be on your local tv a couple weeks after that monday night couple weeks uh one week after that sunday night another 425 what is that 3 p.m so is that thanksgiving i guess mm, yeah yeah. Eleven twenty four potentially uh and then all these one o'clock games, that's where we're in flex schedule now. So, one of those. So, they're all going to be. I could see Jets and Dolphins being flexed to Sunday night football. You've got another how Monday many night game. D-
7: how many, if you didn't count the 425s? Because I have an argument that hopefully is going to change your mind about
1: the 425. One, two, three, four. Still a lot. Five. Five. Yeah. That is. Without 10. 425s. Yeah. The 425, I like
7: right away because they load up too many games at one o'clock
1: um the most interesting thing i saw tony this did they finally change it to where it's more even balanced no they did not scott hansen nfl red zone put out the splits this year of one o'clock and four o'clock games oh god uh so it's eight to four eight to four nine to three i hate it uh, so on and so forth you want to see what i want to see more balance at the four o'clock games than the at
7: least four right yeah, like I think I mean even if it was just like the six and four is
1: you know that kind of 60-40 split is better than that's gross at, six one o'clock games it's not enough for me. <laughs> I, I, I like well, for, my 4... Fa- I think eight and four is perfect. Nine and three too much. <laughs> yeah, maybe eight and four is a good balance to me. I guess what we go uh, all
7: right. Why do you like you just like having just football overwhelm like overload at one o'clock? Like you just, it's like that first plate of Thanksgiving food. Where you yeah, just fill it and up I, I think much.
1: four is a good number for uh, four o'clock games. You're gonna get at least one good one there. Three. But why?
7: Why do you need eight ones? What it takes eight one o'clock games to get a good game, but you need four, you you need a minimum of four. Because
1: I'm way more locked in from twelve thirty to four thirty than I am for the four o'clock games. Such a, is it an East Coast bias
7: right there, isn't it? Maybe so. Yeah, I mean, it's just too much for me to watch. Like, I'd rather have... Not and so, so it's have too that. much, and then it's too little. No, yeah. So you just can't watch I want football. Balance. <laughs> I want some balance. I feel like I'm walking with one shoe on.
1: You go to Tony at one o'clock. Tony, here's the games. Too overwhelming. Much. Can't watch it. All right, I'll see you in a few hours. I come back, Tony. There's three games on. Not enough. Can't handle it.
7: But guys, <laughs> just moved two over, Clip. Do you? Maybe you don't like football. No, I just don't like when the scale is like this. <laughs> I get it. Up. I hear you. And then the other is too with your fantasy football. It seems like I always. I guess because of the teams that I follow more are East Coast teams, so I tend to draft more from one o'clock teams. I feel like so it'll be like, oh, I got all of these players, and then only one guy going at four o'clock.
1: I understand. I I, I don't, but I don't hate four. I think four is a good number. When it gets to three, that is low. For four right, I'm times.
7: not saying to lower the, the. I'm saying to increase that one. You're
1: saying take More. one off the one o'clock, yeah, add it to the force. 82. <laughs> All right. Um, Adam Schefter, two minutes ago, tweeted out Washington Commanders and a partnership led by Josh Harris have entered into a purchase and sale agreement. It was jointly announced today. I thought we already knew this. Uh, this is like knowing a free agent's going to sign somewhere and not not officially doing it. Then um, Dan-, Dan Schneider's still trying to months. back out. It's also like this. Um, the Lori Daybell, Dayball, Daybell trials going on? Is that the wife of the coach? (laughs) (laughs) You know what's funny? You're not a football guy you're a worldly guy yeah you know history you know politics but I don't that's know like something I would say <laughs> that is like a big dumb jock Brian Dayball's wife <laughs> yeah. it's Daybell I think but she who is you, she well now she did some horrific things but it's like we've known about it for so long now the trial's going on now and it's like oh that's still going on like she's not in prison what she yet do? she killed kids her and a dude Oh. That's terrible. It's a terrible story. Jeez. Google it up. No, nah. But my I'm point good. is... I'm good. My point is on this sale, on this free agent, on these... Right. Uh, you see right when somebody gets arrested and you just assume it's over, and then three years later, they're. I mean, what are you laughing at? <laughs> I can't believe Brian Davos' <laughs> wife killed all these kids. Take a break. Golly, <laughs> Pete. Before we do take a break. Friendly Friday. Adam Schefter totally has a really tweet. Real. What's he got? Regarding your Commanders. Whoa, what is it? What is it? Don't get I'm too all excited. Ears.
7: I'm all ears. But statement
3: from Commanders Uh-oh. co-owners Tanya and Dan Snyder. And it says this. <laughs> we are very pleased to have reached an agreement for the sale of the Commanders franchise with Josh Harris, an area native, and his impressive group of partners. We look forward to the prompt completion of this transaction and to be re- and to rooting for Josh and the
1: team in the coming years. Breaking in- news. Awesome. Now I, we have questions. <laughs> Breaking
7: here. news. First I'm hearing about, have you heard about Brian Debo's wife?
1: All right. Question, Chandler. Maybe you did this to add on to something, or is that the first you think we're bringing up this on the show? Yeah, have you already talked about it today? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the quote? The quote? About two minutes ago, I read Adam Schefter's tweets. Not that one. But about the sale of the team <laughs> okay right. well, i wanted to read this one i heard the other one so
3: you wanted to add on. you
2: didn't know oh, I, I heard it
3: and know. i was like well here's a i said well here's a different quote and i'll read
1: that <laughs> we are just we're this either fun friday too much information or misinformation here on the show there's no in between back with you pirate radio live after this <laughs>
0: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show.
2: Welcome back. Christie's EuroPub is the perfect place to relax, grab a bite, and enjoy a drink. Located in the heart of Greenville and just a few blocks from ECU's campus, Christie's offers lunch, dinner, and late night with live music Every Sunday. Come and have lunch Monday through Friday from eleven to three or Saturday and Sunday from eleven to four. For the latest information, check Christie's out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or online at Christie'sEuropub.com. Scratch cooking takes time, so relax and enjoy a pint today at Christie's Europub. Now let's head, head back into a PRL. Here's Clip.
1: Back with you, Power Radio Live, hour two on a free beer Friday. Got a case of Bud Light and four Tall Boys. Bojangles Hard Sweet Tea can be yours. 28 beers in total if you are 21 and older and are the lucky caller in hour number three of our show. Uh, Chad, the Titans fan, I gave the Titans credit for my favorite schedule release video. Apparently, there's another schedule release video. Now, I'm I'm out. If there's the more one, than one. The one that we're, we're we've been talking about is not their official one.
3: Oh. The one you're seeing now is their is their official.
1: What's the one or we're what? talking about? The one where people are trying to guess the yeah, names of the team. That's that, their that, schedule release video. That is not their official. <laughs> Don't get mad at me. I'm, I'm just not, saying. I'm mad at the whole situation I'm mad at the world. That is not their official uh schedule. Oh release. my God. All right, well their official schedule release video has uh intern briley cameo former power radio intern briley and her husband country musician marcus king which one are in the video That her husband yes yes is Uh, that her yes up and coming country music star they're shown at the bar and i guess they're shown in the video so there you go interesting uh very interesting that's the official video i guess we have official and unofficial videos now i know someone that went to their wedding (laughs) <laughs> I do as well. I do as well.
7: His name is Troy. Yes, it is. You also know the people that were getting married. <laughs> one one of, of them. One of them.
1: Uh, I was listening to Pick Central earlier today, and a guy said, I think before our lives have over, like the NFL could become our government. <laughs> like It feels like <laughs> they are just... On top of everything, control everything, they rule everything. So, those people that the Titans
7: uh I- interviewed on the street, are they just apolitical? They don't know anything about the no, government? they
1: are our future congressmen and women oh, of the uh, idiots. Yeah, they that's par for the course. Um, uh, but hey, uh, um, Chandler, I don't know if you saw this Adam
7: Schefter tweet, and we we're very pleased. Uh, to have reached agreement and sale, of the commanders franchise
1: with Josh Harris, area native. What a glorious uh, day ASDN. it is! Uh, but the NFL can control whatever they want, whenever they want. Seemingly, I will say it is it is very f- fan friendly what they do. Hopefully, they partner with Chick Fil A at least to
7: run the government because that's like the best run machine of all time. It is my
1: pleasure. They got it figured out. They, you just and rocking at, and rolling through the line. yeah and if you think that it's a long drive through, well the long chick-fil-A drive through you go through every time is like the same amount as the uh- short, drive through you go to at other places you know what i'm saying well specifically burger king and hardy's where they well, I don't like naming I will name type. drop
7: I will name drop dude i went to my dad asked me to stop and pick him up a biscuit when i was going to work with him a couple weekends ago i go to hardy's there's nobody in line i go in there they made me pull up i didn't know there was nope. a hardee's i know on top of that i like hardy it takes for i know the food's decent when you get it but it just takes for, right so or usually it is it takes forever right show up and like dad sorry uh you asked me to stop at hardy's right and then the jerks two biscuits they didn't even put the sausage on my biscuit you got it was just a biscuit with cheese on it man you didn't even get the what kind of mess is that tough times tough Tough times. times
1: um tony you came in here and said why is tom brady coming back i had no clue what you're talking about what do you mean coming back are you talking about he was invited to like the week one game yeah yeah, to celebrate him as a former. Well, they player. said that the
7: tickets are uh, averaging twelve hundred dollars or something to go to that game. That's because he's number twelve. Um, well, I mean, I made the twelve <laughs> up. I thought it said eleven. If you want to get specific, I probably still have it pulled up on Reddit somewhere.
1: Here's the interesting Tom Brady story. Tom Brady is in deep discussions to become a limited partner of the Las Vegas Raiders. I did see that, too. That is interesting. Could he be a player-owner? <laughs> he's not going to play, <laughs> Why not? I don't know why you think he's coming back to play. All right. He's not. He's done. You know, uh, on this day yesterday. Wait, do you can't... think him just showing up to be honored at a game means he's going to get a uniform?
7: And... No, I just wanted to know why ticket prices were so much when he was coming back. <laughs> I didn't understand okay. like how that translated into into giant ticket prices him just coming out and waving on the field alright fair enough that was it All right. but now that you're talking about him being a player owner of the Las Vegas <laughs> I didn't Reddits. say that I think that is what's gonna happen when's the last time we had that happen uh player owner or yeah I mean they used to do it in baseball manager players P-Rose The last time a player-owner happened was yesterday in 1977 where Ted Turner managed the game, and I think he may have put himself in the game. That sounds right, Tony.
1: Wasn't Bill Russell a player-coach for the Celtics? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes, I think you might be right there as well. Uh, Let me pull up some examples of player-coaches. Let's see uh mike dunleavy senior was an assistant coach with the Bucks. came out of retirement played several games interesting uh the last player to serve as an official assistant coach was tree rollins guest of jeff charles on from the booth in 1995 for the orlando magic tony last player to serve as head coach was dave cowens for the boston celtics that is in uh basketball football we got a couple of football ones do we though well i mean
7: it has a whole section that's longer than basketball which was surprising
1: in the mid-50s tom landry played db while serving <laughs> as a defensive coordinator nice that is pretty cool he's calling the defense up oh, man talk about a defensive coordinator on the field dan reeves also a uh, player coach for the cowboys in the early 70s that is interesting well i mean tom brady has one more record to
7: break <laughs> and this is it. And then, guess who's going to break into him? Is Josh McCown? He's going to be backup quarterback and quarterback coach for the Carolina
1: Panthers. Is he on the staff right now? Yeah. All right. Uh, so yeah, that, that's, that's. What about baseball? What was the last? One for I just baseball? clicked off. Uh, okay. Don't care anymore. I've moved on to the next. <laughs> Moving topic. on. So, uh, Panther schedule, Tony. Uh, first of all, I, I hate the NFL. Okay uh Washington has eight home games nine road games not fair
7: well isn't that always going to be the case now not always but like isn't there always going to be some team that gets shorter because yes there's... and I don't like that it's not fair and I remember Maybe you're just a, a true like what is it when you call a baseball when you want to stick to the roots when you are a truest purest Purest
1: Braves play at truest. Yeah. It's um, one of the 16 games. I remember game last can't year. Go 500 either. Last year, Washington played on the road at Buffalo in their extra game. And I said, this isn't fair. And I said, wait a minute. That can't be right. They, they should do it have. every other year. Well, you know what? I was wrong. And I'll mm-hmm. tell you why. I forgot about this game. Last year, their extra game was a home game against the Cleveland Browns in which Ron Rivera started Carson Wentz and he threw three interceptions in a must win game. Mm-hmm. I had blocked that from my brain, so I'd forgotten that they got the extra game at home this year. What is the do you Or know what the, if they made
7: this the seventeen like one that
1: extra game just an
7: international game?
1: No, no, no. I don't like that either. I like that even less. Okay. God, if my team if if I was a Jaguars fan and we're playing back to back games in London, I'd be pissed. Well that's a i'm saying that
7: every team just has one international game the jacksonville jaguars wouldn't have back-to-back games they would just have one international game
1: i guess it would make it even but i don't like international games as a fan especially when it takes away one of your home games anyway all right panthers schedule tony do you know the split on your on the panthers this year home and away yeah, I did not even looked at it, have you? Uh, I mean, I've looked at the schedule, yeah. Well, how many home games to road games are there? Oh, did I
7: count? No, I didn't even think about counting them. Uh, well,
1: all we need to do is find the extra game. So yeah. the Panthers play, it appears, the South this year. Their extra game is at Miami. So they'll play more on the road than they do okay. at home. Okay. And it's a tough game, too. Well, we got a Germany game, too. Ooh. And I don't know
7: which one that is, though.
1: Let's see. Is there any way of finding it out with the times? All right, I'll run through the Panther schedule real quick. So what do you think? You open up uh, at Atlanta, and then you got the home opener in that weird doubleheader week two. Chandler, what do you think about opening up with two division opponents? You better be playing some good football early, because those games matter more than any others. I feel like in the past, we've usually played the Saints around week
3: two or week three. Uh, whether that's at home or away. But starting off the first two games in the division, yeah, you got to bring your A game right from the jump. You want to bring your A game, no matter who you're playing, to start the season. But, yeah, you're getting Atlanta, who I guess will have Desmond Ritter as their starter to start the year. Um, and that being on the road is, is interesting. So uh, Bryce Young getting his first start as the quarterback for the Panthers, as we think so uh on the road will be tough but i, I like i do like that that second game is going to be on prime time i know tony said it's boring but getting getting the prime time action in week two what would uh, you rather
1: have tony a, a non-south opponent in prime time is that what you're saying uh yeah yeah like okay. i just wanted to see like, like uh, the panthers patriots great monday night yeah game, yeah um like
7: i just feel like the saints are boring this year, and the Panthers are arguably boring until they're interesting to me. Right. Just like uh, one of those, I heard, um, I guess I was listening to Dan Patrick, and they, you know, they're going around. They were like, if you could ama- think of what would your worst primetime game of the season be? And somebody said, like, Cardinals, Texans, or something like
1: that. Well, I was reading an article, uh, Cardinals, Washington is uh, week one, and on CBS Sports, they're talking about the games, and it said, if I could pick what will likely be the least watched week one game, it'll be Cardinals in Washington. <laughs> like, all right, cool. Yeah. Thanks, bro.
7: And uh, the, and a lot of people said on that show were saying, like, Falcon Saints. And they just kept talking about how the Saints were boring. Yeah. Fal- and then I was thinking, man,
1: thank God they didn't say us in that. But the South I- is pretty boring when you look at it top to bottom. So they start south-south. Did you find your Germany game, by the way? Mm-hmm. Wow. I can't tell by the times either. All right. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll look it up. I'll, i got to do everything yeah. around here. Uh, the Panthers, so your most important games are division games. Second most important games are conference games. Panthers go NFC for the first five weeks of the season. Falcons, Saints, Seahawks, Vikings, Lions. It's early in the year, but trust me, as a team that goes like eight and eight seven and nine whatever every year those nfc games matter they when it do. comes to wild card so i found that pretty interesting then you go three straight afc yeah. dolphins texans colts uh you got bears cowboys how about this stretch though three straight road games uh middle late of the year starting in late november at titans at bucks at saints and you follow that up with falcons so three straight road games also three straight south games in there tony yeah and I mean overall though feels like a pretty easy schedule like
7: I mean because you're in the south yeah I mean and because we're playing the AFC South too yep so I mean that helps Um, and look it's the Packers don't have Rodgers I think the Jags are probably the most difficult team the Jags and the Cowboys are probably the two teams you're looking at what, what was the
1: year was it last year or two years ago where the Panthers were 3-0 and played Dallas two years ago two years ago yeah okay. with Sam Darnold
7: starting out 3-0 and yeah uh, Bears primetime game did we mention that oh, oh our primetime games are we have two so Monday night or week two
1: yeah and then the Bears which is a cool one what is that Monday night or Thursday ooh 11 is a ooh. that's a Thursday night Thursday
7: yep um the bears a co- cool storyline because
1: our teams we traded do we not play in germany panthers will host a germany game in 2024 oh, okay against the chiefs you're a year early a year i'm always early to yeah. these things so there's one of your home games it's not fair not fair you could have got Mahomes at bank of america tony <laughs> true and, and, not. and so you're gonna be on my me. side soon yeah and then i'm gonna have to wake up early and eat breakfast and watch football and they're gonna have the meat missing out of your biscuit <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling you. you think i'm gonna watch football at hardy's <laughs> no way and there's only one game on at 9 a.m there should be three there
7: should be three should, why would there be nine games at one only, six games at four and only one game at nine I'm AM. telling you they're I doing
1: mean, it backwards man uh,
7: Lord <laughs> All right. uh, but the Bears storyline because we traded with them to get the number one pick
1: so, so, hopefully, DJ. we get a nice Fields versus, uh, yeah, oh yeah DJ or Moore. DJ
7: Moore. Maybe some people said it could be PJ Walker versus,
1: uh, Bryce Young. Oh, man. We set that up perfectly that year that Cam went to New England and the Panthers got who? Was that Darnold? That was Darnold. Yeah. yeah. But we set it up like, uh, by the time this game is played, Cam will be benched, Darnold will be hurt. And I think we were right, or at least half right. Yeah.
7: That's the other thing about the... So, uh, the one thing I don't like about this schedule for us is that the um, Colts and the Texans games are so late in the season. I wanted us to start off with the Texans or the Colts so that the storyline of the two young quarterbacks meeting early on mattered um you remember last year when we traded for cleveland i mean we traded with cleveland to get baker mayfield and then we opened the season up our our home opener right, was yeah. against cleveland yeah. and the game just was a good storyline because baker take it on his sure. own team let baker off the chain and all of this and and uh if that was week eight He's benched. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So I just hope like I mean both of the Texans and the Panthers are relevant in week one. You know, that would have been cool. We'll see if hopefully the Panthers are relevant. I think the Panthers, you know, have an opportunity to win some football games. And there's a lot of expectations right now. Clip, we were on the podcast this week, uh, prior to, you know, kind of anticipating the schedule release and we just had the home and away games and we we're looking at the strength of schedule, where we're at the coaching staff and right now it's a kind of a consensus among a lot of panther fans what do you think panther fans i'll ask you from the outside new coach new coaching staff new quarterback if you're a fan of the carolina panthers right now what is your like kind of expectation for the season being a good a decent season
1: uh, I, again, go back to the division you're in. And I know you're talking about just the Panthers, but you have to factor in what those other teams are going to do because you can finish as you've done before, as we've done, with a losing record and make the playoffs. Don't so want to do that. I don't need the Panthers to win 12 games. I might not need them to win 10. I feel like if those they are can go, all high
7: numbers, though.
1: Oh, it, it, they are, and I don't think they will do that. But they could win nine games. Thanks
7: for telling us we're going to be crappy.
1: They can win nine games. My, I think the Panthers have as good a shot as anybody to win that division. Sure. So,
7: I came on, and I guess I was the most maybe because I, I was thinking of I'm going to have to do this podcast regardless. I said that seven. Anything below seven is a catastrophe, right? <laughs> it's, like, it's like it's like is that it's hard to something bad happens. Things weren't as good. A lot of questions are coming up if we win six games and it's like I don't know man rookie quarterback like yeah you can yeah but I'm saying this is there's gonna be questions maybe there's injuries like is that at six I think if I said this is if I go on the podcast I could go up here and say seven and I can work with that as in oh we got a rookie quarterback we're building to the future all the people listening to the show all of my co-hosts said that was two that seven would be considered a failure and a disappointment man they went I thought a a lot of people were kind of sitting there looking at that eight number because we won seven
1: last year. You might want to blame Steve Wilkes and his crew yeah. for this for hyping up expectations when you were on a trajectory last year yeah. to have one of the worst teams. We could have
7: won week. five games and it looked like we doubled our win total. Yeah, but then, uh, but right now, most people have cons- uh, like the consensus number is if the Panthers don't win nine games or more that they think that that's a bad season. And the reason why is that the team is more talented than it was last year, as in you now have a quarterback while he is a rookie. The, he's been sold as a quarterback that's a, the most able rookie and almost decade, like forever
1: since to come in and understand the football game. Rookie quarterback, your top receiver is not as good as your top receiver was last year. Our receiving core is better the receiving than receiving core, better overall. Uh, running back,
7: better, I guess, after week four. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, kind of hard to t- say, yeah. is it? But then, then everybody is, but we've been hyping up this coaching staff as being like yeah. the Avenger coaching staff. And I thought that they made a compelling argument to me that nine get like over 500 like we should be improved from last year that's what they're kind of the point being was
1: i said you could win nine yeah i'm thinking what's the uh win total for carolina uh oh that's a great question all right let's take a break we'll come back with that more with tony dunn and uh, a couple of things i want to ask you about week one and more when we return on pirate radio live here on a friday back with you after this
0: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show.
2: Welcome back. Watch all of Pirate Radio's local programming on YouTube Live. You can watch Pirate Radio Live Monday through Friday from 3 until 6. And, of course, the Bud Light pregame tailgate in the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter on game day. All you got to do is go to YouTube, search Pirate Radio TV, click on that subscribe button, and while you're at it, click on the like button too. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff.
1: All right. Fun uh, little break there. We saw uh, Daddy Hoove come by, pick up a prize. Oh, Daddy Denny Hoover. Denny Hughes. Uh Lane, Garrett Saylor, and Carter Spivey. Senior presentations going on this weekend. Yes. Including their numbers on the field. Really cool to see. It's going to be an emotional weekend.
3: Uh, those Pirates have been awesome to this baseball program.
1: So we uh, we talked to him. Tony, we also talked about Trey Lance because we talked about Sam Darnold right. who went to the 49ers. Uh, they still have a high win total That's wild. at 11 and a half, and we don't fully know their quarterbacks. No, no By the way, Brock Purdy is the guy that took them to the playoffs. But so, his arm is falling off. Well, Trey Lance's finger's falling off. For Turns out. To you. Sam Darnold's feelings have fallen off. Not now. Now he's going to be. Look, I
7: mean, this is Kyle Shanahan is going to rec- like. He's always been great with quarterbacks. Yeah. Sam Darnold, comeback player of the year. Getting bet on that. If they're thinking eleven and a half wins, this yeah, is but, he's a lock for comeback player of the year. Yeah, if but they get like a
1: play, Tony. Who is Purdy and Lance.
7: Purdy's arm doesn't work yet. How you know? How I know? He got his elbow repaired. He's not throwing yet.
1: All right. It's May.
7: And Trey Lance has only played four. You know what? I, th- I bet you this is that th- they are probably saying that number is because of Darnold.
1: Oh. <laughs> Trey Lance has played in eight games. Oh, me. eight. I thought it said four. He is uh, eight games. He's got. Oh, started. He started. Started four. four. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, five touchdowns to three interceptions. He is almost a myth at this point. He barely exists. He almost, it almost costs more draft picks to get him than his games he started. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> it's rough. But uh, but we say all that, and we still think the Niners are going to be great because of their coach, their defense, just the style they play, right? That's what people think. That's what I think. You think so? I loved them last year. Um, I'm not going to pick him again. At
7: some point, does it have to... Oh, look at that. Alex Smith. There you go. Speaking of comeback player of the year. um, At some point, does it have to catch up to him? Uh, Him being who? Shannon. Them, as in the The 49ers. Can their defense be... I guess
1: they said their defense Can you really win without a great quarterback like they have? Yeah, I mean...
7: They have just been – I guess they've gotten it done that somehow they've got still good players on the team. They've lost some players. They've had some guys go like – but their defense, I think, is like one of the top two. I think them and the Eagles are the two highest-paid defenses
1: in the league. All right, Tony, do you know who will kick off the NFL season against the Chiefs on Thursday night? The Detroit Lions. What do you think about that? I – I mean I've, I've I kind of like it.
7: I don't dislike the Lions right now. I mean the the Lions really endeared everybody
1: with their what uh, hard knocks last year. Uh their coach is so emotional. I was wrong. I thought he'd be out of a job by now just because he was too emotional, too much tears, too much a lot of crying. Yeah. A lot of crying. Um and it's really uncomfortable watching big people cry like that. That is true. Especially like big like tough-looking dudes. And you would think, too, because how many post-game press conferences has he had where he's like, they almost win, but they lose, and he's like, we're so close, and he cries. How how long can the guys stay behind a guy if they're losing? The thing is, though, they actually won some games. They made a good run at the end. They did, and they were one win away, basically, from going to the playoffs last year. So I like that they're going to be put on the stage. This will be their first time they've ever kicked off a season. Have the Panthers ever kicked off a season? Oh, I remember sure. Washington did against the Jets very randomly one talking year. About
3: the Panthers having the first game of the season? Yeah, oh, we yeah. did the after
1: the yeah the Rematch. 2016 season. The, yeah,
3: it's the thir- my freshman year uh, of college. And the
1: it- downfall of Cam Newton, right? Started getting blasted in the face. It was uh, it, it was, was Graham Gano's fault, man. He missed the kick. That's yep. right. Yeah. Uh, That's other week butterfly one butterfly effect. it all happens all right uh other week one matchup so if you play a division game let's just look at week one i know it's inconsequential but it's friday in may and i like talking about football so detroit kc i like that opening matchup if you play a division game it's always important so you could say panthers falcons Bengals, browns even jags colts will give them some importance because it's a division game so I'm looking for the best and worst, uh, best and worst week one games. This is the, the new for us, Chandler. We usually we do not play division games week one. Category for the worst game week one. I was,
3: A- I'm sorry, I was just saying earlier that we usually play the Saints like
1: week two, week three. Mm. Arizona at Washington, Tennessee at New Orleans, bad game. Mm. Houston at Baltimore, bad Houston game. Houston at Baltimore, yeah. Uh, Those three are on my bad game watch list for Week One. They're also known as good dad games. Yes, potential best games. Um, Miami at LA just sounds like a boatload of fun at four twenty-five. Tony, that sounds like a lot of points. Yeah, up Uh, and down. I
7: mean, hopefully, if Stafford is back, is he healthy? I hope.
1: Um, let's see. tampa at minnesota that's a bad game let me add that to the bad column san fran at pittsburgh i like that game what about dallas new york no well i mean i know you don't that's just for all y'all uh nfc east haters out there every oh wait is it the chargers or is it the rams that are playing uh miami oh yeah you said uh stafford it's the chargers oh oh yeah that's the game great game that's the game yeah 425 game of the week so uh hey it's fun to look at a schedule san francisco pittsburgh probably i like that you like that i, like I that don't
7: game. think i don't know if the pittsburgh's gonna be any good we'll see uh i think maybe philadelphia new england's a snooze oh i like the
1: matchup what
7: about vegas denver
1: yeah well <laughs> it's a division game so yeah. i'm giving it some credence uh, here's what happens. Washington loses week one to Arizona. Denver looks awesome against Vegas, and everybody's like, Denver, Sean Payton's back. And then Washington goes to Denver week two and wins. Nice, nice. That, I got the, script. the
7: One week, uh, the, and there's always a team everybody thinks is going to be great that loses in week one. So it's like... San Fran. San Fran. Uh, could Cincinnati fall off to Cleveland? Yeah. That would be wild. Yep. Uh, and we
1: overrate one team because they win always,
7: week one. Why, yeah, that's going to be Denver this year. Yeah, uh, I wonder. Oh, what if Philly loses to New England? That Could would be see terrible. that too. Ugh. and then they come and, back with yeah, ten wins, and then and they win sixteen straight. <laughs>
1: Green Bay and Chicago is interesting too. The, how, those Bears fans are going to be bloodthirsty for Jordan Love, and like, hey, it's our division now. You know, but what
7: that. if they lose? Yeah. And then we don't Jordan know anything Love,
1: about Green Bay. Jordan Love says, "I I own you," to the uh, your crowd. There's a new owner <laughs> in town. belts it up. He's double checking. All right, NFL schedule release. Tony, uh, what are you watching on TV? Um, I am. Oh, I just
7: watched uh Black Apple put Apple TV. Oh yeah, Watch I watched it. a few episodes of that. It's good, I dude. Finished I mean, I'm I'm not. Uh, into, i like the drama stuff like that i'm going back i started watching the tutors again
1: i never watched that yeah all right so, uh tony we will talk to you next week uh c3 podcast rolling this week yeah yeah friday free for all tuesday
7: uh c3 panthers podcast and uh continuing to just kind of mix it up and do some things in the off season we got some cool content coming out Big season ahead of us, man. We're excited.
1: All right, let's take a break. Hour three on tap. Brian North going to join us. Mark Greenhelge, also a great giveaway. And our buddy Bryce in LA, fifth quarter caller, tweeted out the we don't have a line yet that I've seen. If you have seen a line for ECU Michigan, let me know. But we do have the matchup predictor odds for that game. I'll tell you ECU's percentage of chance to win in Michigan. So you're telling me. there's a chance. Lloyd Christmas would be excited. <laughs> well, I'll let you know that when we return after this.
0: Started by the jealous people, and they get not see something they had in somebody else's hold. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show.
2: Welcome back. Uh, Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, sandwiches, appetizers, uh, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bells Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now, let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Yep.
1: All right, lifelong Washington fan Scott Van Pelt tweeted out. Hard to overstate how well received the news of the sale of the commanders will be in the DC area. He said, List of priorities for the new owner in no particular order. Build at RFK site, a new stadium. Ditch commanders' name and look. Go back to burgundy and gold. Call it football club, whatever. Most importantly, He says, nothing united this area like this team. People who experienced that just need an on-ramp to come back. A reason. Give them one. So, hope is a good thing. And we have a giant dark cloud removed from our heads. That is Dan Snyder. And that is a good thing. So, I will uh, go into this weekend very positively. Also, speaking of positivity... East Carolina, Michigan, Wolverines going to be a big favorite in the game to kick off the season. But the Pirates do have a chance. ESPN matchup predictor has the percentages on who will win that game. Chandler, what percent chance out of 100 do the Pirates have to knock off the Michigan Wolverines? If is there they, a decimal? If they play this game, sure, you can go to one decimal point. If they play this game a hundred times, how many times would the Pirates win it?
2: I'm gonna
3: go one point two three percent.
1: All right. Shirley, would you like to throw out a number? Higher than Chandler's?
2: I'm just gonna round it up, making an even two.
1: All right. Y'all are non believers. The answer is three point three percent. Man. Three times out of a hundred, the pirates beat Michigan in Ann Arbor. Will one of those three times be this September? Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. Uh, still looking for a line for that game so if anybody sees one please pass it along i would appreciate that let's head out to the pirate radio live line joining us brian north wcti 12 to get you ready for your sports weekend north how you doing today sir i
4: am doing well clipper hope you are doing the work two people as always i hope you're getting double pay on this uh mother's day weekend
1: (laughs) uh let's say that i am uh and go from there on a holiday weekend brian uh Let's start with some hockey. How about the Carolina Hurricanes winning it in overtime last night against the New Jersey Devils? They advanced to the Eastern Conference Final, and I didn't realize this until our chat with uh, Brooks Hill yesterday who follows it a lot closer than I do that the Stanley Cup uh, play final will not start until both series, or excuse me, the Eastern Conference, Western Conference finals will not start until these series round two are done. So that means the Hurricanes are going to get quite a lengthy layoff here as they wait, first of all, to see what happens with Florida-Toronto, but also they're going to have to wait for the 2-2 series in the West. So, uh, you know, some teams want to keep rolling. I think for this Hurricanes yeah. team, maybe rest and uh, getting healthy isn't the worst thing in the world. I don't know.
4: No, and, and they're a better enough group, and they've been able to turn it on and off a little bit this year. I think rest is probably more important for them. And we've seen some of that inconsistency in this series as they're still trying to integrate uh, some players that they haven't had the whole time to replace some injury guys. So, no, I, I think they'll take rest uh, more than anything at this point over momentum. And just because they're a defensive-minded group, and defense you can bring – Uh, Anytime, even coming off of arrest. Sometimes even more so coming off of arrest. So I think Rod, Rod Brendamore is happy with the situation they're in right
1: now. Just an amazing atmosphere at PNC Arena last night, Brian. And as far as stars goes, the Canes are down uh, a star and, and down some players certainly. But uh, you're, uh, as a team, and you mentioned the defense and the you know keeping the um, the Devils at bay, keeping the Islanders at bay for a lot of the series. Uh, do you think they have the you know the the ingredients this year to, to win the Stanley Cup final?
4: I thought they did the whole year. I thought the one problem they were going to have would be with the Bruins, and then the Bruins get upset in the first round. Yeah. And that's because the Bruins' defense is even better than the Canes. Hurricanes, the whole season, allowed the second fewest shots on goal, which is a great way to play defense, right? If your goalie doesn't have to make saves, you know, uh, all uh, 100% of all shots not on net don't go in. So it's uh, defense – carries over. Now, it didn't for Boston in that first-round matchup with Florida, but uh, I think for Carolina, no, the the pedigree all year has been uh, defense and then get hot scoring the puck, and, and even without Svechkin, who's out for the season with that knee injury, I think uh, they're fine with what they have defensively, even though their goaltenders aren't great, but they haven't had to be because their defensemen
1: are so good. Brian North joining us. Pirate Radio Live Line. Looking forward to uh, Canes moving on. Who will they play? The Maple Leafs or Panthers? Panthers trying to close out their series tonight. Maple Leafs stayed alive a couple of nights ago. Brian, uh, looking at the NBA playoffs, you had the Celtics staying alive last night with a win over the Sixers, and then Nuggets beat the Suns, and um, Brian, I was thinking about how to tie this into somewhat local. We'll go at least the state of North Carolina. Chris Paul did not play last night for Phoenix, and his thing is um, a bit of a, a Barkley deal, where you know, not winning a championship, not not yeah. coming up big uh, in the postseason, and he's got a he's going to leave a very interesting legacy because. He's a a fantastic player, an, an awesome point guard. You had the story where he scored the amount of points his grandfather, you know, his grandfather passed away at a certain age, 60 in his 60s. He scores that many points in a high school game to honor his grandfather. You've got that. You've got all the crotch punches over the year and the dirty plays. So it really depends on, and and I've had this, our old friend, uh, Tony Castleberry, he's a huge Chris Paul fan. I took the side of the Chris Paul hater. I feel like we both had pretty good arguments. So he's going to leave a pretty interesting legacy, uh, when he, when he finally retires. Uh,
4: Good. But I, you know, I don't know if I'd even make the Barkley comparison because at least Charles Barkley always played. And with Chris Paul, there's always some injury that comes along and he goes missing in these big games sometimes. And Charles Barkley just ran into Michael Jordan once, but, but played well. So, um, I, yeah, I'm always torn in his legacy, him being a North Carolina guy. And I see this, the good things he does, but I, I also see that behavior that always makes me question his true character. And so, um, it doesn't bother me a whole lot that he is, uh, not getting a championship this year. And uh, probably, I don't even know if he gets one in his career. If he does, it's going to be as a secondary player, not as a prime player. I just don't. I think he's nearing the end of his physical uh, limitations of, of being a star on a team. So, um, look, good career. We can't all win championships. And I, I think sometimes in our society now, that's all we put an emphasis on is championships. And I think that's a disservice for to everybody who plays the game. Championships are special, and they should mean a, a lot. But they shouldn't mean everything. I, yeah. I used to get mad at the whole Stockton Malone deal, two of the greatest NBA players ever. And because they couldn't beat Michael Jordan a couple times, you know, they're considered losers. I just have a hard time with that when you look at what they did throughout their careers. And the list goes on and on with guys like that. So, Dan, Mar- you're going to tell me Dan Marino and Dan Fouts weren't great quarterbacks because they, you know, didn't get championships. So sometimes I think that emphasis is too much. Chris Paul has done a lot. He's a Hall of Famer. Um, but sometimes sometimes karma does get you in the
1: end. Brian, I'm going to uh, disagree and say Robert Ory is better than all those players you just mentioned. <laughs> and not that Robert Ory didn't earn the... I mean, he he's Big Shot Bob. He got a cool nickname out of the whole thing, but uh, was never looked at as one of the best players, but was always hoisting a trophy at the end of the year.
4: Right. right. And that's putting yourself in the right position and being a part of the right system. Stars who chase rings like Kevin Durant, uh, you have a uh, there's a chance you could mess up your legacy by doing so. Yeah. Uh, instead of letting the championships come to you, if you're a great player, the championships either come to you or you put up as good a fight as you can and create your legacy with your team. And so, Look, there has been other people who chase chased rings and changed teams and done all those things, but I just think uh, there's a little too much emphasis being put on that now that your career is a failure if you don't win a championship.
1: Brian North joining us, Pirate Radio live line coming up tonight. The Miami Heat looking to advance to the Eastern Conference Finals if they can knock off the Knicks at home. And man, Eric Spolstra, I I was one of the probably many. That said, that you know anybody could put on a suit and sit on the heat si- uh, sidelines and win a championship with LeBron James and Dwayne Wade and who is this guy that was in the the video department of his team a few years ago? You know who, but man, what a what a career he's had! And now he got to the championship, the bubble year, which people you know forget about, and some don't call it a real championship for LeBron. Whatever, uh, but he is now. He, he's on a list with you know most regular season wins by a coach uh, all time. He's like top fifteen yeah. now, and continues to get it done. And he's got an assassin in Jimmy Butler, but he does not have the stars these other teams have. And year after year, they, I think they've had one or two really down years following LeBron and and following some playoff appearances. But he's always there, and he's got to be looked at as as one of the best coaches in this generation.
4: That reminds me of a mini Pat Riley, right? I mean, outside of the the, the playing career that pat riley had but the same kind of coaching pedigree you come in you get a really talented talented team that you take over like pat riley did with the lakers and then you uh, are right there and then uh over time you get that tough mentality and we keep hearing i keep hearing about the the heat culture uh bam Adebayo, we hear from him all the time and just that hard-nosed culture work hard grind get it done win the battles be first to the ball just all pat riley stuff that really came out more when he was with the knicks but then pat riley identifies him as a guy he thinks can be a good coach and and lo and behold over time he's starting to pile up some of the numbers now the one thing that's missing from his resume is probably that championship as well and and getting to the finals once is great um if they get there this year i think that goes a long way towards but his legacy is is a really good
1: coach. Yeah, no doubt. And Brian, I was uh, watching basketball back then, but was not uh, thinking about it as much. Big picture, and That had to be pretty radical, right, for Riley to be the coach of the Showtime Lakers up and down, flashy, magic, no look, To Mm -hmm. God, I remember those Knicks teams. It was brutal to watch, but it was entertaining because (laughs) Charles Oakley and Anthony Mason, and they would just muck it up and try to win, like, 81 to 78 and kind of did that with the Heat as well. So, I don't know. It'd be like, uh, you know, Mike Leach, I guess, uh, you know, RIP going to an option offense after – Throwing the ball for twenty years uh, with five wide, a, a bit of a bit of a, uh, a radical change there for Riley in the way he won.
4: And I think that was more Pat Riley's roots, being a Kentucky uh, player and and, and uh, one of uh, Rupp's runts, and, and I just think he had that hard no style. Going to the Lakers was kind of more the shock and him going to the slick back hair and Showtime, <laughs> yeah. guaranteeing three peats, and it was a little more brash. And he he kind of embraced that Hollywood setting, but I really think his true roots. We're more of what we saw with the Knicks and just that hard nose, want to fight you all the time and uh, go at you with defense. And so I think that was a little bit more of his style of coaching. But what to me always makes great coaches is the ability to adapt to your players and the situation. And I think you look at the two situations he was in three with the Miami Heat, and I thought he was brilliant in doing that.
1: Brian North joining us, Brian. Also tonight, you've got the Lakers and the Warriors and LA can close out that series against Steph and Golden State. And, uh, you know, we don't need to talk about LeBron James for the eight millionth time on sports talk radio, but I am, it, it is incredible to see Brian, the, the number of playoff games he's played. So, you know, he didn't play college. He comes right out and is a yep. star from day one with the Cavs Um Hasn't missed a ton of time due to injury. Like, he's been available. He he does the. The uh, What do they call it now? The load management, I guess, that everybody does. But he's available a lot. He plays a lot of games. He has played in 277 at least playoff games. I don't know if this is updated, uh, which is another few NBA seasons capped on uh, to what he's already been through. It is pretty amazing when you crunch the numbers and the fact that he's still going strong and trying to lead his team along with Anthony Davis to the Western Conference Finals.
4: Is that the most all-time playoff? Game?
1: Yes, I believe it is. Okay. Yes,
4: I did not know if you overtook Kareem, who played in obviously a ton himself, and so uh, look. And at the, the height of his career, he didn't take minutes off and take games off. And he's always been a guy who has always embraced the the physical fitness of the game. And I remember him when he's in Miami, riding his bike to, to games and practice, and and uh, always being in top peak physical condition which has paid off later in his career. Now, obviously, the body's going to start breaking down a little bit more, but uh, he's been smart enough to understand those things and put himself in those situations. And, now, the guy's career is – I don't know if we know how incredible the physical nature of what he has done, just physically. And I'm not talking basketball ability, which has been off the charts, but uh, his career, longevity-wise, and the numbers he has put up, just games played in minutes and – Big situations and he still continues to play at a high level at what thirty eight? Is that how old he is now?
1: Yeah, I looked it's, that up. Yeah,
4: yeah, it's, it's it's amazing of what he is he has done in his career and can still do at this time. So um, yeah, he's he's impressive.
1: Thirty eight years old, Brian, and you mentioned Kareem. There are four players that have played more playoff games than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. We mentioned one already, Big Shot Bob. He's got two forty four. Kareem at two thirty seven. Oh tim duncan uh played in 251 and Derek fisher the point guard played in 259 so those are the only players along with lebron james with more playoff games than kareem abdul jabbar and you wonder brian the uh kareem would be up there if the formats were the same as today right they used to go five game first round
4: yeah correct not as many teams made the playoffs and of course Uh, When he first went to the Lakers, they had some struggles, but no, definitely there's more playoff opportunities with more rounds. There's no way that they had as many games back in the day, but obviously he was Kareem and he played till he was 40-something because of financial problems, and uh, he was always in the mix somewhere, um, whether he was in Milwaukee or L.A. So I knew his numbers would be up there, but it it makes sense that more modern guys would play in more just based on... Uh,
1: the format. Brian here locally. We're uh, looking forward to some pirate baseball this weekend. East Carolina getting a extra innings victory uh, win over the old dominion monarchs earlier this week. And then uh, Memphis coming up this weekend, Brian final regular season homestand question is Brian, will this be, will Sunday be the last home game for East Carolina this baseball season?
4: Yeah. And I haven't checked the RPI to figure all that stuff out yet. And I think obviously, they're going to need to have at least a good tournament showing. Uh, they can't be two in barbecue at the tournament. Um, but I, I'd have to look at all the RPI stuff to figure out where they stand. Now, the one thing ECU is getting is reputation and pedigree, yeah. where they're at least in the conversation, they're not They're not an oh-yeah, oh-by-the-way team anymore.
1: I've said it all year, you Brian. Know. The rankings like the Pirates almost more than uh, the Pirate fans and uh, some of the other numbers. The rankings love yeah. East Carolina this year.
4: Yeah, right. And that's, that's part of the – consistency that Cliff Godwin has brought to the program through these years that they are right there and they put themselves in that conversation. Whether that's the reality or not, I don't know with this year's team, but uh, at least when you put yourself in that conversation, uh, that's good for the program for a lot of reasons. But when it comes to hosting regionals, as long as it's not all weird scientific numbers and there's still a human element to it, That certainly is the easiest favorite.
1: So they're 19 right now, Brian, and you you wonder – by the way, Campbell's 20, and we'll see that matchup coming up on Tuesday. But you wonder if they sweep Memphis – Will that be enough to keep them at 19? Do you think they, they might even drop? I don't know how, you know, the, the crazy numbers and how all these things work. But at 19, you're, you're on the fringe there, obviously, of 16. And you still got some work to do, especially with a huge game against Campbell next week. I wonder, too, Brian, uh, the Pirates are a half game behind Houston in the standings. If they... Let's say they win six, Houston wins five, the Pirates win the regular season and win the conference. You know, is that how important is it to have your name at the top of the regular season in the American, you think, when it comes to hosting?
4: I think it matters. Now, the other thing that's weird with baseball, college baseball, is there could be teams ahead of them that can't host or uh, don't put in bids to host. Because that's one of the weird things they still do. And some people don't have the facility, so I'd have to look at the list. Well, booth. Duke's to... one of those,
1: Brian. Where you think Duke could is, could host at home? I don't. I don't know if they could. I am not sure, and
4: it all depend on what's happening with Durham Bulls Athletic right. Park, and, and they'd have to look at some of their other options. And I don't know. Like back in the day, ECU would get to use Granger Stadium, or they went to Fleming Stadium yeah. one year, which was amazing uh, that that was able to host, but the Harrington Field was not. <laughs> but I, I, I'd have to look and see if there, there's those options for for their, for the Duke Blue Devils as well
1: brian north joining us on the pirate radio live line brian uh what you got going on this weekend man
4: um besides figuring out how i'm going to bail myself out of this mother's day i'm um, still picking up sticks from the storm and uh man resting uh, it, it's been you know the voice has been struggling this week so i noticed uh, that
1: so i'm trying to end this conversation uh you, you, <laughs> is it is it one of those situations where you feel better than you sound i guess
4: yeah i get this every year um it's it's a combination of like allergies yeah. and and then once it gets started, I just it, it takes a while to get the vocal cords clear. But if I just shut up for the weekend, which my wife would appreciate, uh, maybe it'll be back by
1: right <laughs> Monday. <laughs> you mentioned storms, man. It uh, it hit us pretty hard. We were without power at my house from around four o'clock, and they got it going uh, after eleven p.m. that night. Had to get the internet folks out yesterday to come fix a uh, a line that was messed up. And, uh, boy, right down the road for me, it was even worse. And then, and Aiden, uh, just some crazy video of the hail. So how did it affect you uh, down there?
4: Yeah, we got crazy hail, too. Now, we were lucky. We were in that microburst area that hit more in the Vansboro, West Vansboro area. But we hmm. got pretty strong winds where I've got I've – got, it was a pruning storm for us. I, my trees lost a lot of little branches that I'm still picking up, but nothing compared to some of the damage some other people suffered. Luckily, no real injuries, but yeah. still – um, uh, we had the, the video rolling and the kids were trying to figure out what all was happening <laughs> and stuff. So it was an educational storm at the North household.
1: Brian North joining us on the Pirate Radio live line. By the way, Brian just saw this from, uh, from Brian Hanks and Brad Kennedy retweeting it out that Reggie Bullock uh, will be throwing out the first pitch at the Wooddogs game tonight. So he'll be back in Kinston. Pretty cool for uh, folks that are going out for some baseball tonight. You'll be able to see uh former Kinston great tonight.
4: Yeah, he did. You see that crazy deal where he bought an island down near Belize? I did not. So, yeah, he's built this big mansion. Just Google Reggie Bullock Island, and and this is crazy story where he bought an island uh, near Belize, and he's built this big old house and built things for his his, his peoples. And so uh, I'm surprised he's back. I thought he'd be down there watching, uh, supervising his construction.
1: A five-acre island down in Belize. Not bad, if you can get it. <laughs> not bad for a guy from the Project of Kinston, right? No but, doubt. All right, North.
4: Criticized. A guy I criticized when he came out early from UNC, thinking that was not the right move, but it's worked out for him.
1: Yeah, how's your island of Belize looking right now, Brian? My <laughs> like island of Make Belize. <laughs> hey, North enjoyed it. I hope the voice comes back full strength and we will talk to you again soon, man. Sounds good, Clipper. Brian North joining us on his island of Make Belize uh, today here on Pirate Radio Live. We will take a break, come back. I was going to open up the booty bag, but I want to hear this song going into the break, so we'll do that after we talk to Mark Greenheld's Golf Shop Radio Show. We got some Bud Light coming your way and some Bojangles Hard Sweet Tea. Bud Light reminds Pirate fans to always stay in the game drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates, proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Alright, we'll return talk to Mark Greenheld's Golf Shop Radio Show. HV3 will be playing in the pga championship looking forward to that next week we'll talk about what's going on this weekend and more when we return on pirate radio live on a friday right after this
5: someday
0: somebody's gonna make you want to turn around and say goodbye
2: Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. And both Country Mart locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93-ethanol-free, high-octane gas, which is the best for boat owners. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff.
1: Welcome back to Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday Feel good, friendly Friday, free beer edition of Pirate Radio Live. the Brock Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt. We will go down the full Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by the Buck. The Buck. Do we have uh, ECU baseball starting lineup? We might uh, have that for you next segment as well. But right now, we'll have a little golf talk with Greeny. Mark greenhelge Golf Shop Radio Show joins us. You can check out that program, 8 to 10 a.m. Saturday mornings right here on Pirate Radio. Greeny, how you doing today, sir?
5: I'm doing good. I'll be out of quarantine and back in the studio tomorrow, so I'll be happy about that.
1: All right, good to hear. Hope uh, everything is going well your way. A big day tomorrow. we got the Golf Shop Radio Show going. Uh, 8 to 10 a.m you can hear it right here on pirate radio we'll dive into the world of golf in a moment but greeny got boston carolina (laughs) back with you inside the pirate radio studios clip rock here i had entered a time portal and we went back in time we were talking earlier about going back in time that's my mistake i hit a button in here which takes me back two years uh previously when he said quarantine. I was like, Man, yeah, is that COVID. And I was like, What is happening? And I looked over and Shirley and Chandler went there and and I was in this weird vapor tease. You saw people wearing masks uh, yeah, walking by the street. It studio. was strange. It was very strange. But now I think I'm back and I think we do have Mark Greenheld and hopefully this is happening now. greenie how you doing? I'm doing great, Cliff, How you doing? Doing good. Uh, we talked to you last week, Greeny, on day two of uh, all the action going on there in Quill Hollow in Charlotte. And uh, how did the event turn out? I know you uh, guys were on hand for part of that. So, uh, how did the event go as a whole?
5: Man, I tell you what, you couldn't have had better weather. I think when we talked on Friday, I mentioned you know how consistent the weather was for the first two rounds, and it continued. I mean. Pretty much everybody on Saturday and everybody on Sunday got to play in very similar conditions across the day. So you you can't say that weather played any part in this golf tournament, which is unusual for the Wells Fargo, as we saw up in D.C. last year with the really cold and wet weather. And we've seen thunderstorms and all kinds of different things interrupt play here in Charlotte before. But, man, it was just outstanding. And you get a guy winning his first ever PGA Tour event, somebody who really – and Wyndham Clark had some high expectations and hasn't really lived up to them. So we'll see if he gets this first win, if it kind of opens the floodgates
1: for him. Yeah, I was going to ask you, not not really familiar with that name, and uh, I guess you kind of said so right there as to why. I hadn't put it together yet, but got his first win, and uh, can that parlay into something even greater for Wyndham Clark, the winner in Charlotte last week. AT&T, Byron Nelson going on in Texas. It's a... A tournament and a warm up uh, for what's coming up with the PGA Championship next week. So, Greeny, what do you keep an eye uh, an eye on in Texas uh, this weekend?
5: Well, not too many guys playing because, like you said, this is kind of one of those in between events. You had a designated event here in Charlotte at the Wells Fargo last week. You have a major championship, which is a designated another designated event. So, uh, you know, most guys that. Uh, Want to have a little lead in, or going to play? But you didn't get too many of them because they've been so busy. Uh, Scotty Scheffler taking full advantage, and that's kind of one of the things that you want to see too. Like you and I always talk about: who are your picks for the majors? Well, you want to see somebody who's been kind of heating up coming into a major championship, and we we've seen Scotty have early success. We saw him win at the Masters last year, and then he kind of faded out on us for a while, right? So we want to see if we are in that fade period still with Scotty Shuffler, or if we're going to th- heat back up and have a shot at winning the PGA championship. So, so far, so good for him on that front. And then we'll see if somebody like the John Rahm, who has been busy, won at the masters, can he kind of recoup and, and get everything back together and get his, uh, you know, his, his mental fatigue out of the way and uh, maybe contend at the major in championship for
1: number two. PGA Championship coming up next week. Harold Varner III will be in it, so we'll be uh, focusing on that around these parts, cheering on the former Pirate. But, Greeny, how about Oak Hill Country Club, Rochester, New York? That'll be the site and the scene next week for the PGA Championship. You already mentioned a few names, but who are you uh, keeping an eye on as potentially uh, picking for the uh, championship next week?
5: Yeah, this is an interesting one because when you look at the last three winners at Oak Hill, you have Jason Duffner, who won and kind of out of nowhere and, and, I mean, had a little bit of success there for a while, but honestly hasn't done a whole lot since. You had Sean McKeel with his one and only PGA Tour win, major championship. And then previous to that, you had the great Jack Nicholas. So you've gotten a little mixed bag at Oak Hill. But man, we've seen so much chalk elevate to the top of the leaderboard yeah. in the big events so far this year that it's hard to you know, kind of pick anybody outside of that top 10 at this point. I mean, we saw Justin Thomas kind of get on board and, and play a little bit better in Charlotte, who's obviously seen Rahm and Scheffler win and dominate in time so far this year. Uh, the question will be, can somebody like Rory McIlroy, since this is not Augusta National, and, you know, he's been down. We saw him really struggle off the tee at the Wells Fargo the last week. If he can fix that problem, I feel like most of his game is in pretty good shape. So if he can drive the ball well, Rory can contend anywhere, so, man, it's hard to believe anybody outside the top ten, but the other storyline would be, what about the Live guys? We saw a couple of them, like Phil, contend at a golf course at Augusta National that those guys have traditionally done well at. This is going to be a different animal. Can anybody from Live kind of make it happen? They had a couple of events, you know, in the Far East, in Singapore, and in Australia. Uh, we'll see if they can uh, kind of get their games back on course at a different golf course that's not Augusta National.
1: Talking to more GreenEdge Golf Shop Radio Show Greeny as I look at the schedule and the events, it does have the purse uh, attached to those events. And for example, for this weekend, uh, nine point five million for the Memorial Tournament coming up, twenty million uh, U.S. Open seventeen point five. It doesn't have a purse for the PGA Championship. Um, so, do you know why that is, and and what is the the uh, the purse for that event? Do you know?
5: Yeah, you're probably going to see somewhere in that same major championship designated event area. And that's because that's a PGA of America event. So the PGA Tour is really going to give you uh, their purses. The USGA shares their purse. The PGA of America kind of really doesn't. So it's a different animal. Uh, They kind of manage it themselves. They do have 20 PGA professionals that have qualified to be in there. So uh, they're the ones that are running this thing. So this is uh, one of those weeks where even though the PGA Tour recognizes it, it is not a. An, uh a PGA Tour run event. Hmm. So, but you got to imagine it's probably in that 15 to 20 range automatically just
1: because it's major. PGA Championship getting underway May 18th. At that point, will be less than a month away from the U.S. Open coming up in Los Angeles this year, beginning on June the 15th. Greeny uh, saw the Boston Celtics stay alive last night. Was not a pretty performance, really, on either side by the superstars, but Jason Tatum got it done at the end when it counted. So uh, Bruins go down early. And the Stanley Cup, so uh, but you do have another Boston team out there. You, you think the Celtics can get it done at home uh, and advance to the Eastern Conference Finals?
5: I mean, like the Bruins, they were honestly the best team in the East, and and you know obviously the Bruins had some issues, they had some injury problems. The Celtics are kind of the enigma, right? I mean, they were dominating for such a long time that uh, you kind of felt like that they were going to be the one that you are going to have to deal with from that standpoint. So, uh, but. I mean, they just they struggled at the end of the season. You, you, you kind of felt like that they were going to walk in the first round, and lo and behold, they struggled a little bit there. And then they kind of they gave up game one, and they came back and they looked good for the next couple games, and then they kind of laid down again. So you, you know you don't really know what you are going to get out of them at this point. But you got to think that they are still from a top to bottom team perspective the best team in the East, but they're not looking like it. So uh, you know I would not be surprised if they lose game seven because. Man, Dave Seven was not friendly
1: to the Bruins in Boston. <laughs> uh good point there. Speaking of hockey, the Hurricanes advancing to the Eastern Conference final, they await the winner of Florida-Toronto. How nervous are you if you're uh, if you're Florida right now, Greeny? You, you had a 3-0 lead, Maple Leafs win it, now they're back home tonight trying to make it 3-2. Still a long ways to go, but when when does doubt start to creep in if you're Florida? Is it already or is it uh, if you lose one tonight, you think?
5: Uh, I think, I mean, I think a little bit creeps in if you lose tonight, again, it's on the road, so it's not quite as bad as if you go home for a home game and you lose that one, kind of like what happened to the Bruins, you know, you go home and you lose that game and next thing you know, you're going back on the road for a game six, that's, so I think it's kind of flipped a little bit for Florida, I think, you know, you you lose this one, you say, okay, it's three, two, we're coming back home for game six that's when I think a little bit of the pressure mounts because it's like, man, if we don't handle the business in game six, we might be in big trouble. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. This series is kind of strange. I, like I've always said, I think Florida was the team that was in the Bruins situation this year, last year. I mean, they were the President's Cup trophy winners. That You felt like they got better over the summer and at the trade deadline, and they got healthy, and they, they kind of became the juggernaut. So I don't, I don't hold a lot of stock in that right now especially, you know, I think it was an overtime win that Toronto pulled out. So we'll see how games, you know, this game goes tonight. And I have a feeling that Florida's going to close them out.
1: Panthers, Maple Leafs, TNT, 7 o'clock. And then the series tied at two games apiece between the Oilers and Golden Knights. That'll be coming up tonight at 10 o'clock on TNT. All right, Greenie, what you guys got planned for the Golf Shop Radio Show coming up Saturday at 8 a.m.
5: Well, we uh, skipped Bill Bender last week, so we'll bring him in to talk uh, maybe some draft, maybe some college football going on, and then we're going to talk with Charlie Reimer about all things down in the Myrtle Beach area and what else he's got going on in this show. Then we're going to do a little preview of the PGA Championship with Matt Ward, and then Jeff Shackleford's going to come in, maybe give us a little long-distance preview of the U.S. Open, which is going to happen in L.A. this year. So some good golf talk and a little bit of other stuff going on as well.
1: Good stuff, Greeny. Looking forward to it Saturday, 8 to 10 a.m. right here. You can check it out on Pirate Radio. Greeny will talk to you again next week. Have a good weekend, man. All right, thanks. Thank you, too. Mark Greenell, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us today here on Pirate Radio Live. Uh, During that interview, I want to say thank you to our buddy Randolph, chimes in every day gives us a like give us a sub says hello dropped off some nothing bunt cakes uh here nothing oh. bunt cakes and my guy
2: i'm telling you i i am a fan wow i am a huge fan
1: i'm a fan of randolph and i'm a fan of those things i just ate so thank you randolph appreciate it buddy uh see a friendly friday pays off it's good karma mm-hmm. that that was a good karma cake That we just had. All right, let's open. Hey, let's keep the good karma going. Let's open up the booty bag. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty booty everywhere. All right, 317-1250 is the number. If you are caller 12, you win a case of Bud Light and four tall boys of the Bojangles Hard Sweet Tea. They can all be yours. And a great Free Beer Friday Pirate Radio Pack must be 21 or older and have not won a prize this month to win this big Friday giveaway. All right, 317-1250. Call now. We'll be back with more. We'll let you know what's going on this weekend on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. We return after this.
0: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates. And proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show.
2: Welcome back. Congratulations to Susan Deans of Greenville. One uh, was the big winner on Free Beer Friday. Free Beer Friday brought to you by Bud Light. Every day, especially on game day, it's better with an ice-cold Bud Light. Pick up some Bud Light today at your favorite retailer. Bud Light, proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989, and the official beer of the ECU Pirates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff.
1: Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. All right, quick segment here. We want to run down what's going on tonight and this weekend in the world of sports on the Buccaneer Music off Scoreboard, but quickly... We're going to give you an ECU baseball lineup. Chandler Honeycutt, do your damnedest. Here is your lineups
3: for your ECU Pirates. Batting first, the center fielder, Lane Hoover. Batting second, the second baseman, Jacob Starling. Batting third, the first baseman, Josh Moylan. Batting fourth, the designated hitter, Jacob Jenkins coward, Batting fifth, the left fielder, Luke Nowak. Batting sixth, the catcher, Justin, Justin Willcoxen. Batting 7th, the right fielder, Carter Cunningham. Batting 8th, the shortstop, Joey Barini. And batting ninth, the third baseman,
1: Alec Makarevich. And on the mound for your Pirates josh gross good to see jacob starling back in the lineup after being out on wednesday's game did come into that game later uh, but good to see him starting tonight back in his spot in the lineup and at second base all right coming up tonight along with the pirate baseball against uh, memphis you've got nba playoffs it's game six between the knicks and the heat miami can close it out tonight in Miami, 7.30 on ESPN. Golden State trying to stay alive against the Lakers. That is in L.A. coming up at 10 o'clock tonight on ESPN. The Hurricanes await their opponent in the Eastern Conference Final. Will it be Florida or Toronto? They play tonight in Toronto, 7 o'clock, TNT, with the Panthers leading that series three games to one. And they're knotted up at two apiece between Edmonton and Vegas. The Golden Knights will host the Oilers tonight, 10 o'clock, on tnt looking at baseball series going on how about the o's they win a series against the big bad rays well tonight the o's will take on another team that uh, got off to a fantastic start this year but have struggled of late the pittsburgh pirates it'll be orioles and pirates 705 you can hear it on pirate radio and you can see it on espn plus i don't know what the blackout rules are. you probably can't see it on espn plus now that i think about it uh but you can hear it right here on pirate radio good series going on in toronto between the braves and the blue jays Uh, a lot of wins between those two teams they play tonight at 707 rays are at the yankees for a al east showdown this weekend Mackenzie gore on the bump tonight for chandler's nationals as they host the new york mets 705 Mackenzie gore three and two on the year with the 365 era so those are some of the games going on in major league baseball we'll take our last break come back get ready to close up shop here on a friday edition of pirate radio live back with you after this
2: All right, welcome back. The Dow closed out the week, down eight points at 33,300. The NASDAQ was down 43 at 12,200, excuse me, 284. And the S&P dropped six points, closed out the week at 4,124. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now back to clip
1: all right we wrap it up with austin on youtube who says i never win anything and i have to wonder if it's collusion against me i have made enemies in high places
2: you're absolutely correct austin
1: i will say this uh shirley rhodes answers the phones for our winners every day on pirate radio live so
2: whatever makes you sleep at
1: night we talked about karma earlier in the show Could be some karma coming in there for austin All right, be nice to your mamas. If you don't have a mama, just be nice to everybody else. Have a good Mother's Day weekend. Monday, Cliff Godwin joins us on Pirate Radio Live. We'll talk pirate baseball and more. We'll see you then for Shirley Rhodes, the Chan
0: Man. I'm Cliff Rock. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.